everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Televoid. I'm one of your hosts, Mara Kate Elliott, and I'm joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, LaToya Ferguson. Hey, LaToya. The beak from the creek. La beak say chic. <laughs> What's up? And we are joined by <laughs> returning guest, Lisa Schinninger. What's up, Lisa? Hello. Thanks for having me back. Well, Sorry, Lisa. I, it's our pleasure, I, because we get to talk about You couldn't trash. have picked a better show <laughs> to bring me back on to talk about. Yeah, we wanted to start the new year out right, because 2017 is going to be a nightmare, so we wanted to go <laughs> right in head first with probably one of the most incomprehensible things we've watched. To be totally honest, it's really hard to follow a lot of what they're trying to claim is plot. But, this show starts uh, an Oscar winner, just so you know. It, it's stupid. It's so stupid. So we watched CSI's spinoff, CSI Cyber, because that's a thing. Uh, and it's the pilot episode, uh, 101. It only had two seasons. Kidnapping 2.0 is the name of the episode. Yes. And it was, it was, should have been canceled. It should have even been picked up based (laughs) off of this episode, but it was. And it it somehow flourished somewhat. I mean, for some people, but, uh, it did eventually get canceled. Um, it's, uh, we can go over a little bit about the show itself, because if you're not familiar with it, it was only, it was compared to the other CSI franchise, very short-lived. Um, it was star- it was the one starring Patricia Arquette, if you remember that, and James Vanderbeek, um, hence Latoya's lovely intro, um, with some of the shittiest character names I've ever heard in my life. I'll go, oh I'll go down God. the list. Elijah this, Mundo. I- Mundo. Uh, yeah, so we got, we got uh, Patricia Not Arquette, Mundo. Dr. Mundo. Avery Ryan, because that sounds like a, a, a Dean Koontz novel if I've ever heard one. And then there's Elijah Mundo, played by James Vanderbeek. Like, how could you out-crazy the name James Vanderbeek? You come in with an Elijah Mundo. And his wife... His his wife's name, which I, I scrolled down further, and I was like, hmm. His wife's name is... is <laughs> this is so stupid. Michelle Mundo? But they call her Mitchie, because <laughs> you just gotta get that quirk in there wherever it can fit, guys. Mitchie? And then, and then um, we also have... Peter McNichol as Simon, Simon Sifter. Because, <laughs> okay, people are named Sifter. I'm sorry, Bow Wow's <laughs> name is not the name that he would have. It is Brody Nelson, the whitest name possible. Yes, Brody Nelson, because, you know, I, I don't even... That's, again, it's another one of those names where I'm like, this, this is such a generic name, it's like not, it's like a blank paper name. It's like someone... I mean, I'd buy it more if he was like, like heavy quotation marks around Brody Nelson, that was like a fake name he just gave himself. <laughs> You know, because he's a hacker yeah. and a bad dude. Because he's the black guy. Which is, like, like clearly what they're trying to say. It's like, oh, this bad guy off the street is going to be, like, the guy we're going to turn into a good guy. It's like, this is stupid. This is a bunch of idiot people. And, and he, also, again, he's a character who should have existed in the backdoor pilot to set this up. He did not, apparently. Right. And then the two, I mean, you could claim, like, obviously, compared to, I mean, I wouldn't say compared to, I guess the other ones might have had some diversity, too, but... Compared to some of other the other crime shows on TV, you get a couple lead not I wouldn't say leads supporting actors who are who are uh, people of color, but both of them are former bad people that have been turned to the good side. I'm like this feels a little weird because Raven Ramirez, the other FBI analyst, well, was yeah. also a former black ha- the, hacker. So it's the like the other person right. of color who is an Asian actress playing a Latina character. Oh, is that? Th- oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I double yeah. checked this. I'm like, wait, uh, yeah. She's of Japanese descent, and she's playing a character named Raven Ramirez. I have just been sitting here shaking my head no <laughs> the entire time you've been talking. Like, I guess I they figure, like, so good wholeheartedly. Enough. It's good just enough? like, what, what the fuck? 
I mean, give us a, give us a single like you know my my father. I was married. I was like you know like I'm a I'm I'm Asian, but my father's Mexican, and I'm a stepdaughter. But there's or no something. character development at all when like, nothing. This very yeah. obvious thing happening right here. No, they're just the two that are lurking around in the shadows, like talking about hacking, and I'm like, this feels so. Dumb. And you get a little bit of that with Daniel Crummits, which also is a stupid ass <laughs> name, but like Crummits. Like this is He bothers me because like they have to have a tech nerd character in a division that should be all tech nerds, right? should it not? Yes! This is the show all which, tech nerds. As shitty as NCIS is, which I'll 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 take the bullet. I hate that fucking show. <laughs> Deal with it. I know it's debatable for some people, whatever reason. But this is the show with the million, uh, whatever the fucker name is. All those like you know wearing big huge boots and like chokers. Like this is the show where you should have six of them. It's basically <laughs> what Scorpion was. Right. Like, that's what that show. I don't think Scorpion that was very. Is. That's still going strong. Wow. God bless them. But, like, that's a show where it looks also equally kind of dumb, but I'm like, at least they cast the roles correctly because, you know, you're going to get people who... And that's where I find this to be so... Like, of course the stereotype for a lot of hackers, quote-unquote hackers, is like, uh, you know, uh, to quote our president-elect, is literally, like, fat guys in their mom's basements hacking on people's, like, social security numbers. Okay, fine. Sure, that happens. But hackers tend to also be people who are basically trying to protest. I mean, not every time, but it's certainly in the way that this show uses the context for the hacking. It's people who are trying to either make, you know, earn money off of it, the, the dark web, or they're also just trying to liberate information. So mm-hmm. you get a lot of people who are from different walks of life. You're not going to get the standard white person thing. Like, there are definitely famous hackers who are, like, white guys, but there are also famous hackers who are not. And I just think it's so shitty. And no famous hacker one person... is James Vanderbeek. I'm sorry. Exactly. Oh, my God. Well, oh, we'll get to the gaming oh. aspects where they Jesus. try and he's an avid gamer. Because, guys, if you squint hard enough, an avid gamer is the same as being into tech, right? No! No! Yeah, his backstory is, like, he was a Marine, and now, I guess, he likes, since he likes video games, he can be in this division. Like... Like, no one else likes video games besides nerds anymore. Like, it's 2017. Everyone likes video games. Everyone has played a fucking video game. <laughs> I was just playing video games before this, and my brother is now playing it while I'm recording this. My my father, who's in his almost in his 60s at this point, owns a, a fucking VR headset. On his own. I had nothing to do with him purchasing it. Like, this is some Nerd. bullshit, guys. It's just how it is. Like, you don't have to be interested in, like full-time, like, you know, FPS gaming to enjoy a, a game here or there. But the way that he's talking is the most... It's clearly... I mean, I, I love him to death. It's clear that James Vanderbeek has never picked up a, a game console in his life. <laughs> and I, like, can, it I is, can appreciate that. I know, I do too. But it's like, he's sending out words like... Like, it's just so dumb. Like, as someone who games and watches a lot of gaming, it's, it's just like, so stupid. It's James like Vanderbeek, as we French, know, can pull off accent. pretentious art douche. He cannot pull off... Like gamer, he just it's, can't. It's like it's like all those like. Uh, it reminds me. I love it to death. But Leverage did this a lot, where they would have, God bless him, but they would have Aldous Hodge try and use all these Cayman words, and I'm sure he knew a little bit about it, maybe. But it was all this kind of stuff where the, the writing was a it was little like you're rough. the hottest man alive. Shut up. <laughs> I know, and also the writing was not really meant to be like you know like avid gamer speak it was more like well here's for the parents that are watching they can understand what we're talking about so they would say stuff like like for the horde and all this kind of and it's just Mm -hmm. 
Like, okay, sure, for the Horde, that kind of tracks. It's kind of, like, you know, sort of... But, like, there are actual games they reference, like, World of Warcraft and, mm-hmm. like, other... Like, general, like, you know, gaming things. Like, I, well, yeah. I think in this one they try and do, like, an equivalent for, like, a Skyrim or something. And you could use certain... I mean, obviously, some of the stuff it, is trademarked, but you could mm-hmm. use better terminology. There is terminology yeah, out there, yeah, but I Pretending think, that well, CBS doesn't have money is ridiculous. Yeah. But no, I'll, exactly. I'll, I'll even go, like... Uh, Leverage, it knew, like, its audiences, whether it would be, like, you know, the nerdy gamer or the, like, more mature person who's going to be, like, watching, a sh- like, a procedural on TNT. Whereas CSI Cyber is, like, it's specifically, hey, you know about technology, bazinga, right? You're uh, watching CBS. It reminds me, <laughs> it reminds me of, I was, I was so shocked. Yeah, I know. Bazinga, I love it. It's so true. But so, like, it reminds me of, a, like, a show that I thought really got it kind of close to correctly, which I was kind of shocked by because it has almost, again, nothing to do with gaming, but it also has that weird, like, you know, I mean, it is a little bit narrow-minded where it's just, it's 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 like the equivalent of, like, well, if you're into tech, you're into gaming, but Silicon Valley has a little bit of gaming here and there, just sprinkled throughout, but guess what the reason they have decent writing is? Kumail Nanjiani, who's a regular on the show, and also Thomas Middleditch, among other people, are all actually gaming people. So they're probably able to fact check some of the, and obviously some of it, I don't know how much of it's, you know, improvised or whatever, but like, they're going to use the right terminology in whatever scenes they're talking about gaming in. Now, it's not to say that you have to have some expert fact checking it, but like, when that's like your introduction to a character, because it really is like the first couple lines that James Vanderbeek says in the whole show is about like gaming and stuff. I'm like, you have to at least nail that. I'm like, this is so, and he's supposed to be, you're supposed to understand his point of view through his lens of like being, I don't know, I guess supposed to be like down to earth because he games or something, but like, it just, it's so easy to make someone relatable when they play video games and use the right wording and, and general like you know, parlance, but he just does none of that. And it just, it comes across as like, oh, so they're out of touch with this, they're going to be out of touch with everything. And then, of course, they kind of follow through on that. But, like, it just, it's just right off the bat. Like, everyone's already shitty, but then they're writing about video games like they're someone's grandfather. And I'm like, oh, my God. What's the point? Why even involve this if you're not good at it? One of my earliest questions with the show, and I have so many questions, at the arcade is like, it's just a basic oh. fact. Can you pause an arcade game? It's like, no, no. because they want your money. Why would they <laughs> no, pause? No, you can't. Also, no one would go to an arcade to play a game like that anymore. You're going to an arcade with friends to get beers at night. No one goes to an arcade in the middle of the fucking daytime. This raises a question I had watching this, oh. which is, <sighs> I think, like, it feels like they made him a gamer that they had the excuse for him to talk to the, the neighbor boy later on. Absolutely. But the way that that happens, and going back now... I didn't even think about this, but why is he in an arcade by himself in the middle of the day playing a... Shouldn't you be at work? He's creepy as shit when he's talking to that neighbor boy. Like, he's like, hey, hey, little boy, I'm leaning in your window. Don't talk to strangers, but you can (laughs) talk to me. Like, oh, gaming, gaming, gaming. And I was like, this is giving me the wrong kind of a vibe right now. Like, I don't want to watch this anymore. I already want to turn this off and we're like 10 minutes in. It's so good. So let's just jump into it because it kind of does start out right away because we're going to keep yelling about stuff because it's really incomprehensible, guys. Like, there are parts of this, long stretches of it that are basically just me yelling... This is dumb. What am I even watching? Because it's really just a retread of any any cop show we've ever done. It's the same thing. It's just a cop it's... show where they happen to be talking about cybercrime this time. It's like mm-hmm. basically if they find and replace like, um, kidnapping and cybercrime for, you know, sex crimes and murder or something on SVU. Like, it's just, it's another random show. Like, Although at least SVU and... 
tries. Like, their definition based on this one show that I is all I'm ever going to watch of this series, like, their definition of cybercrime is so broad. Like, it's yeah. a kidnapping. It's not technically a cybercrime. Like, the fact oh, that there's a baby right monitor off the in the bat, I was like, this And by the way, the with. crime, I have so many questions because... <laughs> Basically, this is all, a lot of it is based on happenstance and the fact that the biological father wanted to do some spyware. Let's let's get into this, because I don't even know where to begin to crack this wall. Okay, you have the same questions I do, right? No, no, it is, I am, it's, because it really is truly, again, incomprehensible. Like, the whole plot hinges (laughs) on an accidental, oh, I can't even, all right, so basically. I'm sorry, just the the spyware and the nanny cam are two different breaches, basically, right? Okay. Uh, kind of. Well, but like, uh, but I think the spyware is how I. I don't know. Because it was, it was no, a you're right. It is two cam, but because they go through there. The spyware was totally yeah. separate from the breaches into the company that makes and monitors the baby cams, right? Yeah. But the reason they were able to hear that is because of the breach. <laughs> Stun silence. <laughs> Let's explain we're what we're talking about, because okay. I guarantee you no one's watched this goddamn episode, and they're living a great, they're living a better life than we are right now. Do not try to, don't, don't do not, do not, do not watch this episode. It's Save yourself. It. And it's hard to find, it's just ignore it completely. But so, they really did wipe this off the face of the earth, like they do not want evidence that this show existed on any CBS website or YouTube. <laughs> So, so we start with, you know, pan in on a kidnapped baby, just like, you know, any crime show does. How did you describe everything about this? Okay, because here's the thing. <laughs> I've never watched, like, watched CSI. I actually, I tried to watch the Star Trek episode. Like the, oh, the ki- I love it. And then yeah. I was like, this is too bad. I can't believe that respectable actors are in these shows. I don't even want to try to go back to when it was quote unquote good and original because I'm like so upset by the quality of it. Like I had to turn it off. So I, like, well, I wanted to watch it because of the Battlestar Galactica actors and stuff and Ron Moore was in it, but like I like I couldn't do it. I, it was so I bad. I did like it originally. Like I used to watch it back in the day, but it's this is nothing like Part anything of me wants to, I, like, I saw. Back in the day, I wanted to watch like the episode directed by Quentin Tarantino, but like I just can't. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. because, like I know CSI as it. M- matured, I guess, and yeah. evolved, and it's like, you t- to be honest, with you, you didn't miss much. No. It really was not ever amazing. It was certainly better than some of the worst parts of yeah. Law and Order, because I've watched some shit Law and Order. Like, mm. I watched Trial by Jury, guys, because Bradley <laughs> Cooper was in it, so you did not miss anything on that end. I mean, I but watched like, Law- every episode of Law and Order Los Angeles. Oh, so, God. So you, yeah. understand the, you understand the quality and level we're talking about. That was about, so better yeah. than CS. Like the I was going to say, I own all of the Law and Orders, and mm-hmm. I would gladly watch any single one of those episodes rather than ever look at Because they again. cast better. Truly, it's... I think a huge part of it is they cast more interesting people. Like, mm-hmm. regardless of whether or not you like the episode's plot, you can always enjoy, like, the charisma and the energy. Yeah, I think they, the even at their worst, it allows for better acting. Like, SVU Definitely. has gotten insane, but I'd still say that acting is still top-notch. And so, and, and and not to digress too much, but right before we jump into it, like, I think we should at least acknowledge the fact that, like, CSI, not this show, because this show's a garbage pile that was from only a couple years ago, but, like, CSI, the show proper, truly did, we kind of forget, it's easy to think of it as a punchline, but it really did kind of reshape a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. Like, it was yeah. around, it was similar to Lost in the sense that that was event television. This was mm-hmm. the first, like, procedural to go, like, viral. Yeah. And I think Law and Order I- was certainly, like, a household name, but this became, I actually took a class in high school 
it was a CSI class where we ended up watching episodes of CSI and then pretended to be forensic scientists and took pictures <laughs> of shit. I mean, I can even without watching CSI proper, really, I, I can accept it for like the way it shaped TV and even movies. And like, I I recognize like yeah. a stamp when it's in something. Like in uh, the Romeo episode we watched, that oh, their, their CSI thing, yeah. or in uh, Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, they had like basically an entire like CSI riff at one point in that movie. Yeah, and I think that that's one of those things where I think it. it it penetrated the national consciousness so much that I think people genuinely like started going into forensics that weren't going into forensics. And I think that shows like Veronica like Mars too. Yeah. Well, I was going to say shows like Veronica Mars and Bones and uh, Elementary may not exist without something mm-hmm. like CSI. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Law and Order could have laid the bedrock, but I think CSI becoming qu- such a powerhouse because now it's spun off. It's spun off into how many different versions, iterations. It was at the time absolutely crazy for a show to be spinning off that quickly because usually shows only spun off after like nine seasons or whatever. This was already like getting spinoffs within like the fourth season, I think. Like CSI Miami came instantly, then there was New York, then there was LA, and now there's cybercrime. And even though they did eventually cancel it, it's it's the equivalent of Law and Order where it's like obviously you can get rid of the original. It's like a Hydra. You get rid of the original, there's still going to be a couple heads growing back. So I don't think that we, we're going to see Law and Order SVU go away like right away but there might also be a spinoff from that that they try and do i don't i don't even know so but this is like the this is like the ugly like you know second cousin of the original show like this is not really even a csi show in in a more proper sense because csi is i remember one of the major things we learned in my high school class about what forensics was about is that a lot of uh common misconception is that csis are or crime scene investigators are cops and they're not they're usually contracted by the government or whoever else and they're there to investigate like you know uh the forensics behind a murder or a crime so Mm -hmm. they're gonna look at the dna all that stuff this is an fbi offshoot where they're talking about cybercrime. It's yeah, I mean, not a CSI at all. Also, I just want to do a little fact checking real quick. Yes, uh, I, I, I checked. CSI started in 2000. CSI Miami started in 2002, so it was even earlier. Two, and then CSI uh, New York was just 2004. One oh my god. Yeah, yeah, I knew it was early, but I can't believe it was only like... Yep. That's about one and a half seasons in. That's yeah, crazy. Four seasons in was CSI New York. But yeah, that was the yeah. second spinoff already. Amazing. That's crazy. But yeah, so this is, so this is basically like the, it has nothing, it's like basically, it's like fucking, again, I don't need to keep going back on to Trump, but it's like they just mortgaged out their name. Like this has nothing to do with CSI besides the name. Like it really, it's like an FBI show about CSI. Like it has nothing to do with, like even though what they do as active investigators throughout the episode is not what CSIs do. Like CSIs are not tech nerds that are doing all the hacking and stuff. CSI is mostly people who are going to the crime scene, swabbing like semen, yeah. and then running the the, the back background on everybody. Yeah. Like it has nothing to do. Yeah, you can complain about all the NCISs there are, but they're still NCIS. Like so. the fact that there's a scene later on we'll get to where James Van Der Beek like shoots a guy in cold blood is like oh what? That was actually the best scene of the episode because <laughs> I screamed sniper on a dirt bike. That was my reaction to it. Yes, and honestly, like I do respect the fact that he instantly calls it in. Like there's been a, 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 an incident with a cop and his weapon. Yeah, in a body bag. Yeah, and I was like, well, I mean, I guess he's following protocol, but like also that would be a huge scandal because really, like you're not really supposed to be shooting people as a CSI. Like if on the original CSI, which I'm sure was probably the case, they were already blurring lines. If like Gus Grissom um, or William Peterson had shot someone, it would be a big deal because he's literally a contracted employee who's there to swab semen. He should not be shooting people. It has nothing to do with his job. 
It's like, it's the equivalent of, like, being an FBI agent, well, an administrative assistant for the FBI. You go in every day, you do faxes, and then sometimes, every once in a while, there's, like, a criminal who comes by to help, like, you know, testify against someone, and then you saw him, you were shocked, and you shot him. That's almost the same equivalent of a CSI shooting someone. Like, you are literally the level of an administrative officer. Like, you really should not be in the, in the field like that. They don't even carry weapons, I don't think. It's just... Unless they have a, con- a concealed and carry CSIs license. And also don't interrogate Yeah, exactly. Like, like, it was so stupid. <laughs> so we're working off of an already, like, really off-the-rails, off the like, status. Well, the one... The one thing that CSI introduced that was interesting at the time, because nobody else was had done it before, was the oh, TMI God. cam. So, like, they were like, oh, the trajectory of this bullet, and it would show you the way that that bullet, like, yes. went through a body, which was cool. Like, nobody had really done that before. Uh, maybe no, you we get that something like that. In, yeah, in we get Matrix that also a lot from, like, about I think it. shows like Psych and um, others. There's a couple other ones. Like, um, there's someone else that does that, right? Yeah, like... Everybody does a the, the version of the Someone TMI else does that, though, right? Like, yeah, so you'd see, like, Sean on Psych would, like, look at a scene and you'd see a bunch of stuff. Like, that was the kind of thing that came out of CSI, which was interesting. And then it got overused and then it was a joke. And, and then it shows up in CSI Cyber. And I was like, what in the hell are you doing? They're like, they're like I'm showing you how the network oh, works. Oh, well, we'll like, get to the okay. coding scene. The coding <laughs> scene is maybe one of the worst scenes in, like, TV. Like, that look, is, there's malware. That's, I mean, everything about oh that, like... Oh, I've only taken one coding class in my life, and I was just like, this is appalling. But so, let's get back to the episode. So okay, yeah, let's start we this start episode off, with a timestamp, which is already too much. So, already it starts much. off with a kidnapping, and my first note is no one sleeps like that, because oh. the nurse, husband and wife are sleeping. I want to describe this in detail, guys. They're sleeping in a bed. She's literally, like, got her head resting on his chest and her arm on his, sh- like, like, torso. It's just not, it doesn't exist. It's at the middle of the night. No one is sleeping like that. Well, They're snuggling like that. But, like, get real. Well, my first note is that it is too much with the timestamp. I'm like, oh, no. I forgot that CSI <laughs> oh, no. is too stylistic for everyone. But oh, then my okay. second note is, who kidnapped a child the way this guy did? The way yes. he was just holding the baby. To like, the camera. And, like, look, look yeah. at the camera, baby. It made no sense. Because the people in the camera, it wouldn't. It's not how that would work. And also, the the, the lady actress, not the... Oh, no, yeah. Fingers. My third note, which is that... <laughs> Where is my baby? <laughs> no, my third note is that the, 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 the mom is Susan May Pratt from a classic films such as Center Stage, Drive Me Crazy, and 10 Things I Hate About You. I felt I really it. bad for her. I did, And too. her baby. Uh. And then... The husband, what I've been uh, rewatch, I've been watching Frequency on CW. So he is the supposed Nightingale serial killer on that show. Oh, Jesus! So I was like, well, this is this is all sketchy right here. <laughs> well, I I wish I think what's sad about this is that, like even though it's the pilot episode of the show, I think they used her first take, and it's really mean. <laughs> it made me feel really bad about like as an actress. Maybe they shouldn't get another take, but like. They, I'm not even doing an exaggeration. She well, literally says, where is my baby? <laughs> like that. Like, it's not how well, they, anyone would react. They run into the room. They run into the baby's room, and then they never leave the baby's room. It's like, absurd. Well, uh, you, you wouldn't, like, run to try and catch the guy who just left with your child, like, to see if you see a car or anything. No, you just stand there next to the crib, like, eh. And 
also, no <laughs> one's gonna say, where's my baby? They're just gonna yell, or they'll oh, collapse yeah. and so- like sob. No one says, where's my baby? We know where he is. Not here. Like, that's the whole thing. Well, like, like, I pointed out what? how CSI, I guess, it started more grounded in reality, and then just, like, they all became terrible. Yeah. Well, like, this show, like, starts at the terrible level that CSI's at. It's like how, in Bones, it got to a point where, like, you know, all the cold opens would be, like, super overacting, like, from Ugh. all of, like, the guest stars, like, this is just, like, the level that, we're, the baseline we're starting at now with uh, this show. Mm-hmm. It's not going to start at, like, a grounded version. Like, we're starting full insanity, terribleness. Total insanity. Yeah, and this is, I mean, well, immediately as if, like, okay, I could excuse some shitty, like, you know, guest starring actors as, you know, overtaking their att- attempts at being grieving parents in this moment. But we even then switch over to Patricia Arquette, which is her first scene, which is the first scene she of the original. She won the Academy Award the week before this premiered. What? What the fuck? Are you yeah. serious? Did she really? Yep. Oh my god. Well, so she's. Well, no wonder. I... Yeah. <laughs> well, like she was like, like I'm done. I'm coasting. Yeah. This is no fine. shit. So she. Oh my god. So she's browsing the web at two thirty-seven a.m. as you do because crime doesn't have a bedtime, guys. <laughs> Meanwhile, the score is, was the score created by Diplo. I don't. <laughs> was it really? I don't know. It sounds like oh, it. I it thought, like I thought what I assume legit. Diplo sounds like. It did. It was shitty like that. It was like a bunch of This is of where like James shitty... Vanderbeek got the need for Diplo in his life. Oh my god. <laughs> but she gets her assignment via like IRC chat, which I was like, what the fuck are we watching? So she's literally brought, again, I cannot stress this enough. This is a professional woman in her, I would, I don't know, 40s, 50s, whatever, working like at 2.37 a.m., browsing the web for crime. Like, well, what she's gotta the find hell? Out. She's gotta find the hacker, you know. It's like a Tuesday night! Like, what are you doing? No wonder you're a mess professionally and personally. You don't ever take anything seriously. You're up at 2.37 in the morning browsing the fucking web. I'm like, I, uh... So then she gets an IRC chat from, or even like a G chat. I don't even know. It looks so unprofessional. And they're just like, have you seen this kidnapping? Question mark. Have I'm you like, seen this kidnapping? <laughs> That's not how someone gets an assignment. Like, you can't... There's no Well, way. it's not even an assignment, because she has to go to her boss in the next scene, right? Yes! So, and because like, technology is involved... Because, you know, <sighs> it is the world in which we live. Every Everything involves technology. But they have to meet about it in secret, like, away from an office. Yeah. Like, she pulls him out. That's what throws me off. Like, what? She's what already talking happening? about, like, she has the assignment. So I assumed just maybe he was the one that... Maybe he didn't. But whoever IRC'd her, if it was, who would it have been? Whoever IRC'd her. <laughs> it makes me, it makes me so furious. Cause like, that's just not how I would imagine that stuff works. You don't just see something in a link and then say, I want to go do this tomorrow. Like, that's just. That's how things work in cyber division. Oh, they make their own rules, I guess. I don't know. But, oh, so, there's a log line. She, she goes and meets with Peter McNichol, which is like. God bless him. He they, CBS is like, I'll keep you on the payroll if you'll show up and pretend like this is worth your time. And he just starts talking about all these foreign voices that were heard on the baby oh, monitor. And oh yeah, the foreign voices. What? what? As soon yeah, and as also said foreign voices. I was like, can I stop? Like, was, <laughs> oh wait, I, I just want to. first time where I was trying to get to more, like, gets, No, especially oh. terrible with the foreign voices because how do you fix foreign voices, guys? A program that translates them to English. And Perfect also, English. 
the way they're talking about this and, like, presenting the fact that she's going to be on this case, my other note is just this is all way too casual for a baby kidnapping. Like, right? a baby kidnapping, even on, like, a le- not, I wouldn't say lesser show, not, wait, I almost just said lesser show. <laughs> Nothing is lesser than this show, but, like, I mean, in, in the broader context of other shows, a lesser show would still, like, a castle, for example, did a lot of baby kidnapping. Um, they would still treat it like a huge deal. Like, it's incredibly time-sensitive. There are a lot of, like, deadlines and, like, you know, you hit a certain point, like, like 24 hours and the baby's presumed dead, that kind of stuff. Like, very, very intense, like, crucial timelines to, to follow. And she's just, like, casually talking to him in the hallway, like, oh, foreign voices. He's like, yeah, foreign voices. <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing? James Vanderbeek's at an arcade. And everything about this just seems way too casual for a baby want to watch San kidnapping. This is all offensive. It's, and it's not just like a baby, like a, like a four-year-old child, which would be sad enough. It's like a newborn baby. Like, this is a very young baby. And it's it's just not the kind of situation that would not be all over the news. It'd be like a huge deal. And it would be tr- like very very dramatic and it was to this it's just sort of like oh hey have you heard about that new baby kidnapping case i really like to talk about because i mean part of it's just patricia arquette's whole delivery like she just cannot be above a certain level like she's always just kind of mellow even in her most intense in this she's just sort of like whatever she's just i mean i don't know i don't mean to judge patricia arquette but i feel like she's like what maria bella would be without talent like that's kind of where i come with it i mean that's what she comes across as here it's like if you only watched this and even honestly medium let's be real you would think patricia arquette has no talent if you only watched the crappy tv shows she's on you would think she has no talent exactly and that guess what guys that's pretty much all i've seen of patricia arquette so i don't think she has talent so (laughs) that's where i'm coming from well, I can't, like, I'm sure can't she's very good at what she does. Because you haven't seen, doing. like, there's no, like, uh, Patricia Arquette, like, making fun of herself, pretty much, like, exactly. available for, like, these kind of things, which there really should be, considering, mm-hmm. she's, like, she does these things, and, like, it's clearly money grabs, let's be, be honest. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, hey, Maria Bella did it, too. We're not gonna, like, pretend, like, she's not done terrible She things. was in The like, Mummy I... 3. So. Oh, Yeah. I also watched uh, Trespass, so, like, yeah. So I've seen some shit with her in it. But, like, I just think that, like, in general, she comes across as just tone deaf. <laughs> like, the whole situation is just... Sh- and then, like, later on, she acts like, why are you shocked yeah. that this means so much to me, Mr. Bow Wow? And then, and and it's like, because you literally look like you, you've you been taking heavy sedatives this entire time. Like, Mr. I Bow don't... Wow. I, I cannot handle it. So, but it, as as she's getting this case, basically she gets the case. She's able to work the case as the as a baby kidnapping expert suddenly. Except for the foreign cybercrime division. But I guess it's tangentially related to cybercrime because at this point she doesn't even really know that it is related to cybercrime. She just wants there's in technology the case. involved. That means cybercrime, which is just that's literally the, the excuse she uses. It's not, not how anything works. But it, the baby monitor is a digital baby monitor. The husband claims that he hears foreign voices on it, which is why she's able to say, look, it was hacked. We should be in on this case. She gets the case, calls James Vanderbeek up. I'm sorry, Elijah Mungo up. <laughs> Mundo. And he and pauses his arcade video game. It's just not how that works. It's just not how it works at I all. Have... The only arcades still alive right now are like basically barcades where you just go to drink and, and I love a good barcade. Well, I have more questions yeah. about this arcade. Like, she's on, she's working, right? And the other guy is like, he pulled. Yeah. It's yeah, what is he doing in, like, an arc- in an arcade in the, in the morning? Like, not doing his fucking job. That's what. I don't. 
Probably. Oh my god. He's a gaming addict, Lisa. He gets the games in his system no matter how... That's like, what he's honestly, doing at 237 in the morning. That's maybe my most... Uh, that's what's so frustrating about this, is they're treating it like, you know, he's a gamer, guys. He plays by his own rules, and he, like, he goes... He, he games in the daytime, he games at night. <laughs> it's like, that's not how gaming works. He games works. at supper time. <laughs> I keep hearing, by the way, rules have a Z on the end of it when they make their own rules. Yes, absolutely. But I just to go back to that, like, when gaming's done while eating pizza bagels, <laughs> gaming's always great. But so, like, he's literally at an arcade in the middle of the daytime. No one who's a, a self-respected gamer will be doing that unless you were, like, like literally, like, you're trying to audition for the King of Kong 2. Like, it's just not how this works. People who are in, in arcades are not, like, a, a traditional gamer. Like, they go to arcades just like anyone else would, kind of for fun. Traditional gamers, unless we're talking like the 30 and 40, well, really, I should say 40 up crowd now, are people who are just kind of, you know, nostalgically going back and playing the games from their youth. No one is doing that full time, like, unless you're either children or an adult. Like, you're in the people in between, like the 20s and the 30s, the James Vanderbeeks, I'm at, um, he's maybe 40 now, but like, he would be playing on a console at home. It's just, or Seriously. maybe on an iPad or a phone. Or well, something. not if he's like, on you his don't way do in the gaming. office and he drives past an arcade and he needs that fix and he's got to get it right now. Give me that. Give me the scene where he does that. Oh. Then, like, it makes no sense. Like, he's he would Jones be much and, more suited to. He's Jones, and you don't it? understand this addiction. It's crippling. You want a real? I do not understand wanna, this addiction. You want to see a real gamer? Like I, like literally, no. truly, like a, a game. <laughs> no, no, thank no, you. you don't. I, good answer. But, like, a truly, like, if he was going to be, if you want to show him as a, an addicted gamer who's, like, got a cool hip side, not that that's, not that those words are really all that usable in the same sentence, but maybe let's pretend they are, he'd be doing his work at his computer, and he'd have a game of Civ, like, back in the background, like, minimized, and he'd be just going back to it and checking up on it. Because that's the kind of game where you can play in the background, or, like, whatever else you want to be doing. Like, I do not buy for a second that he's playing this game in the middle of the daytime and we're supposed to think, like, he's just doing it casually. He looks like a fucking loser to someone who is a gamer. Like, that, they'd be like, who's this old person, like, who's showing up Who's this narc? Play? True gaming, he would not be playing, like, basically, like, duck, duck hunt light. Like, this is not something that I would buy as, like, oh, wow, he knows his shit. Yeah, that's why you have to, like, when he sees the little kid later, he has to actually explain, I know games, because... Truly, if he knew games and you had done that prop, you had displayed that properly, you wouldn't need to have him explain it all over again. But it's such a general, like, him shooting that, like, he has, like, literally, like, it's the old school. It's not, it's not the right, like, um, visual language to show that he knows gaming. Mm-hmm. Like, truly but knowing gaming But for the intended is... audience for the show, that, that's enough for them. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's all it's technology. Just, like, if you sure. think about it, the audience for this show is the same audience that Bazinga. watches... Um, Law and Order SVU and like their second yeah. life episode it was like oh that all seems very plausible like these are not people <laughs> oh. who are going to understand that a gamer who's playing on a console at home is not the same as a guy who's like checking out classic arcade games see the office the office did it better I mean that's a show that was literally like completely there for laughs and they still successfully showed someone playing second life the way they do compulsively a in a minimized window <laughs> And, and like as a way to escape your exactly like sad life. life, like that's what yeah. second life is. And yeah. I just I I completely understand what they were trying for, and they fail. It's the equivalent of saying like, oh, he's wearing a baseball jersey, or he or 
a baseball uniform or whatever or a basketball jersey, he must play basketball. I'm like, what? No! I mean, he's playing the most casual version of a game that you could possibly do. I'm like, this is so stupid. But so anyway, he pauses the game, which is something you cannot do, and he's like, oh, shit. Like, I gotta go. And also, like, it's literally, like, the middle of the day. So either he has a day off and he's coming in for this crime or he's just literally a complete slacker from the minute we meet him. And it's like, I don't... It's hard to find him very, like, you know, someone you want to root for when he's literally not doing his job, ostensibly, right? Like, do you get the impression that he was on the work on the work day right now? It's mid-morning. Yeah, I don't... I, mean, I would say. If everyone, was, everyone seems to have been, like, at the office when he gets in... Yeah, and, and Bowell's like, like there for his first day. Like it definitely strikes me as like a first. It's like a day of the week that he's just not there for. It's so weird. Which, by it's the way, so it, it, uh, the show's uh, choices it does, like the weird walk and talk he starts as soon as he gets off the elevator. Like it just means that um, Patricia Arquette was just standing there waiting for him, like so they could <sighs> start so this dumb. awkward walk and talk. It's so dumb. It's I mean. Ugh. Oh my god, I hated everything. So he see so he gets the call, he's like, I'm I'm on it, I'm coming in, I'm gonna help you find this this baby kidnapper. So Bow Wow shows up because I wish it was a her... kidnapper that was a baby. Yes. <laughs> I've watched that. That'd show. be amazing. So <sighs> Oh wait, that's a movie. Baby business man. Even Yeah, yeah. even Bow Wow's intro is really upsetting and kind of gross in a weird way because he walks in and Patricia Arquette says to him, Sit, stay, which I'm like Sit Ubu sit. <laughs> Like, what? Like, he's a dog or something? Like, I guess, is that supposed to be, like, an in-joke because his name's Bow Wow? But I'm like, no, this is dumb. And so... The in-joke is, is like, later because he's Bow Wow. <laughs> yeah. And so he shows up just sort of... He's in a suit that looks a little too tight. Like, he clearly is not a normal person for this, like, you know, everyone there is dressed like, I guess, tech a bum? people. No, <laughs> that's not even true because Bannerbeek's also, like, in a suit, too. Yeah. Oh, true. But he's not in the office yet. But, like, you're right. Everyone else is sort but of dressed... But Fat Neil you know, is dressed like, you know, he's the tech nerd in the, what should Neil. be a group of tech nerds. But so, right away I'm kind of thrown because I'm like, okay, I don't know how to read this at all because he's a new oh, person. And I, and I'm sorry, like, but just so, listeners, I'm not just calling a guy Fat Neil. That, that's who he was. Yeah, he's And that's why yeah. I'm saying this. I'm not just being a bully. I actually find him to be the, the most likable of everybody. I think. Even I think he's the biggest bully character. because we're supposed to like, know about this backstory that does not oh, exist. He's, he's garbage, like, as a character, but I found him to be the most entertaining. Like, he's, uh, he's like, He didn't oh. shoot a sniper on a dirt bike, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, James Vanderbeek is in his own category because he's James Vanderbeek. And I feel like, I, my notes are later on, I think James Vanderbeek is the only one who knows what show he's in. Which is basically, like, an episode of Don't Trust the Bee... Mm-hmm. Where he's playing a character on CSI I Cyber, yeah. like he's I mean, James Vanderbeek is like four levels deep in terms of what he's doing at any given. Moment. I appreciate the theory that like post Apartment Twenty Three, he's just like doing all the roles his like <laughs> yes. himself and that show would do. Yeah. Because this is exactly I could totally have seen this for season three of that show, and he's mm-hmm. just on an episode. Luther of definitely read five. this script and said, "This is the one, James." And then... yes. <laughs> Yes, guys, I-, I want it to be true, which is the only reason this should have existed. But, uh, so he-, he, they show up, and there's a huge bank of TV monitors, and, um, they, they find out, basically, after realizing, like, you know, what what's wrong with it, what's all this stuff, it was unplugged, and the, well, so the baby monitor that had the quote-unquote data, which is, again, they're throwing the word data around, like, that's, that's not how any of this works, so I was like, I don't know what they're talking about, but- they're just like, 
no, someone unplugged the baby the, monitor, so all the data is lost. I'm like, but you, when you're like, I don't know what they're talking about. You're like, because this is all nonsense. As opposed to the audience intended, they don't know what they're talking about, but they think, well, that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, I well, guess. so they're, I mean, they're freaking out because it's unplugged. Oh my god, they lost all the data, and then they all of a sudden are like, oh memory card like i got to that conclusion before they did but i don't think the audience would you know also like they had unplugging the easiest way to lose data what are you talking about it's not possible that's what i mean like the only way the only reason data would be like the only problem with unplugging and losing data is like literally this podcast like that would fuck up the data if it was something that you were in the middle of working on but for the most part even if it was a power surge right now while we're recording we would probably still find a backup when we turn the com- like our computer hey guys i have a upc plugged in and this is what my computer's plugged into so that if i have if i lose power i'll at least have five minutes of this being on air so like <laughs> this is what i'm talking about when they're trying to talk like oh my god it was unplugged we lost all the yeah. data i'm like no they would have a server that has that kind of stuff on roaming, like, constantly cached. Like probably a billion-dollar corporation. Of course! I'm like, this is absurd. And, and on top of the fact that, of course, there's an SD card, because if it's, if it's recording video, what the fuck else is it going to be doing besides either putting it in a cloud or on an SD card? You could have something like a, like a dash cam where it overwrites the data every so often, but... They obviously could have intercepted it before they overwrites the data, or they would assume like anybody, anybody's a tech officer or, 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 or whatever this investigator would know. Well, the first thing we should look and see if the, the criminal stole the data like off of the thing right away, because surely the first thing they're gonna do is trying to erase any like you know evidence they were there. And the fact that they're all like shocked, like they have to have these fucking FBI cyber crime people come in to let them know that there's a st- there's a missing SD card is insane. Like that should have been like. Okay, there's a missing baby. All we know is that the monitor was, you know, unplugged. Let me just tr- like literally look on the side of the monitor. Here's this open how slot. It, I wonder yeah, if there was a thing that went here until Cyber showed up. Like there are no cops who I I don't understand. There's not a single cop on that force in 20 well, 2015 or whatever that hasn't used a camera yeah. in the last 10 years. Like well, there were I don't other buy FBI it for a agents second. there. Like it's so dumb. It's so and they I, they treat it like they have the CSI Zoom where it's like he, like, touches it, and he's yeah. like, I think an SD that card was... used to go here. I'm like, what? The first time <laughs> like, the of course it went there, you asshole! I was like, oh my god, this is... <gasps> it was so nonsense. dumb. All of it. And so they... And then they start... They all start losing their minds. Which I almost felt, again, like, this was... This came across, like, an SNL parody of a CSI <laughs> episode, because they all start treating it like... Because they're, they're cyber crime specialists... They all start treating it like it's like, I can't believe you fucked up our crime scene. And they're like, literally someone basically was like, treat all hardware like it's dead bodies. I'm like, what? I'm like, everyone's literally treating the hardware like if, oh my god, they fucked this up. The whole case is ruined. I'm like, well, calm down. I'm like, no, no, it wouldn't. Anyone who's just like a standard tech person would know that there's probably at least one backup we can get to. We're more concerned if that backup has been, you know, compromised because then there's a bigger issue here. And of course it is, but like there's that's the real crime. That's the cyber crime. <laughs> like the actual, like the like. Guess what, guys? The reason they call oh, God. in cyber. Mark's about to have a stroke. I'm so mad. But the reason they would call in CSI cyber is after they realized that there was a hack on the server system, whatever you want to call it. That's when they would call CSI CSI crime in or cyber crime. They would literally not have a reason to call them until that point because everything else is just. I don't know, it involved technology. Because, like, are you telling me that all these crimes that happen, all these crimes that have to do with, like, you know, oh, someone, like, stole a camera and murdered this guy. Oh, gotta call CSI crime. 
cyber because it has to do with a camera. Oh my god, this person was bullied online until they they, they, they died or whatever. Oh, gonna call CSI or cybercrime, blah, blah, Because it's just, it has nothing to do with the cybercrime. The cybercrimes are its own entity. Like, good god, we're all living in 2017 where Russia's literally trying to take over the world using this shit. And they're still trying to pretend. No wonder Trump got elected. CSI Cyber thrived for two seasons, guys. Oh, God. No one understands what cybercrime is. This is so frustrating. But so, anyway, so, they're all all furious that the the techs on the scene, like, uh, you know, compromised their crime scene. And they're like, we didn't know. And then someone literally says to them, like, we didn't know the new cyber protocol. I was like, cyber protocol? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Oh my god, Mora. I'm sorry. They assign, uh, I guess it's, we'll go by Kramitz, it's Fat Neil. They assign him and Bow Wow to work together, but they don't like each other, guys. Of course they because don't. Because they've been on either side of Laura, the they're because, both, they're uh, both cyber <laughs> alpha males. They would never get Well, away. no, because Fat Neil's oh, a white hat uh, hacker, but Bow Wow's a black hat hacker, and Fat Neil tried to put uh, Bow Wow in prison, even though, are we ever told what he did? Like, it can't be, like, baby kidnapping. No, he he was well. He's a black hat hacker. He's a black hat hacker is how they describe it, which means that he, if you don't know what black hat is and you you miss that awful um what do you call it Chris Hemsworth movie, uh it's basically <laughs> someone who hacks people's uh like private details for their own gain. So it's anybody like, who what, hacks what people assume when they think hacking. Yeah. Yes, it's true. It's truly hacking, not just to um you know expose people or expose information. It's to Probably profit no, the, directly. The way off it actually breaks down is black hats get into systems that they aren't uh, supposed to be getting into for yes. personal gain. It doesn't matter if it's for releasing information or whatever. A white hat is someone exactly. who does it on behalf of the company or the organization. They look to plug holes. Is... Black hats look to explore. Yeah. <laughs> but and like it's a this guy, he's freaking out like as though it's not normal for like organizations or government to recruit. Yeah. Like these black hat hackers to try to like to shift them because they know more like it's a whole thing if like if he's any kind of a hacker he are like this is not news to him <laughs> like he would have been oh my god of course this is something that happens it should be part of like what he knows as his basic culture of being a hacker and it really comes across like they don't they didn't bother to just either one of these characters make them at all believable it comes across completely out of touch because he seems sort of like i can't believe they hired you i'm like dude Literally half of everybody who's in the hacking division or whatever in theory, it should is be probably a hacker. Them. Yeah, for sure. In fact, give me that show. That's a way more interesting show, which is, yeah. I guess, kind of what Scorpion's trying to do. Because yeah. really, and uh, Mr. Robot did a little bit of this too, where it's basically the real the real thing that gets into it. If you really look, if you drill a couple like levels down, because I've watched a lot of like um, the anonymous like um, documentaries and things like that about. Like, generally, like, people who wear black hats but also do wear the white hat occasionally, mm-hmm. and you're like, well, I don't know how to trust them now, or maybe they're they're lying. Like, a truly nuanced performance would be to say, like, someone who they think is a black hat but is actually working for the government, or vice versa, because really, hackers don't- a lot of hackers, the whole point of hacking for many people is basically they don't trust the government, mm-hmm. or they don't trust, you know- national security the and man. that kind of thing. The man. So they're always suspicious of other hackers that they're working as a, a patsy, essentially. Like, some of the most famous leaks in the in the last couple years have been people 
who were black hats turned corporate and everyone hates them for it. So, like, that's a really interesting thing. I would love to see, like, a conflicted version of Bow Wow where he's like, I don't want to do this, but, like, you know, it's part of my crime, I have to do this. But, like, it'd be way more interesting to give us that. But instead we have this really cookie cutter just like, I used to hack, and now I don't. And it's just like, this is not how that works. Like, people who are doing that are usually doing that at the, at the peril of their own social life because guess what? A lot of the people who are hackers are a little antisocial. So, like, their entire group of friends might also be hackers and they're basically cutting off one of their limbs in order to survive. And that's a way more interesting narrative, which is what Mr. Robot really kind of goes into, is, like, there are a lot of people that are, like, tech people that basically go into it because they need to make some money in order to help their hobby of hacking stay alive. And then you get people who turn and become corporate and then you don't trust them or people think they're suspicious now and, you know, that's way more interesting. This is just instead... It's just, it's like almost like a, it's like a, you know, he was, he was a, a convict and it's like a convict to, uh, like, uh, I don't know, like an outreach program or some bullshit like that where he's just some criminal they hire. And like, no, he's an expert. They're treating him like he's just some random person, but he's probably better suited to do this job than Patricia Arquette. Like, she's just some random person who hates somebody who hacked her one a couple years ago. Like, yeah, she's a psychologist who's like, I guess now I'm in the cyber division. Oh my That's God. nothing to... No, I was, when they revealed that, I was like, really? That this whole is, backstory is, is just ludicrous. I, was I mean, like, are you guys surprised as a backstory, given the show? Oh my God, it was so stupid. But so... Anyway, so this we got guys. We're not even in the credits I, yeah. yet. But so <laughs> let's just speed up past most of this because it's all garbage. So they get assigned to, to be. They're like the they hate each other. They're like the the push and pull me from the two of them hating each other. They worked on either side of the of uh, Bow Wow getting caught. I think he's helped. Who's he's uh, Fat Neil is who helped catch Bow Wow essentially. I think and and he neither of them forgive each other for their role. Um and <laughs> there's a point at which he's a, like I don't. I don't know, I don't know what he's trying to come across as here. Like, I think Bow Wow has to be a little combative, but, like, I get it, because this guy is being a total dick to him, like, from the minute he walks in the door, which, okay, he was a criminal, but, like, he's working for you now, dude. Raven also was a criminal, if you want to go there, and you seem to be okay with her, but I guess it's because he had a direct- He probably wants to fuck him. Yeah, Let's she's hot, so. I might, we'll get one episode about that, <sighs> if we were to but watch yeah, so, And, um... I don't know why I have in my notes. Does he say, keep my name out your mouth? I'm not your braces. <laughs> <laughs> you mean to that? I just like, I, I, think I went to a fugue state for most of this. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was trying to figure out what again. was going is, on. No, just no, no. If he didn't say that, that was my hilarious pun, guys. So you're welcome or I'm he sorry. He must have said that because that was like the, otherwise like the cleverest thing you ever said. I don't believe you said that. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So uh, it, the intro with the parents basically um, become, they're, they're being interviewed by everybody and they're saying, I'm here to get my son back. I'm like, so what are the other people here for? Like, that's where, when Prisha Arquette like first walks in with them and starts interviewing them and she says, I'm here to get your son back. So all these other agents here, they're here just to, like, fuck around. Yeah, they're like, just hanging out with these guys. I know what I'm doing. <sighs> and then we, and then, I mean, she just explains what they're going to do, and they're like, whatever you can do is great. And then the credits roll. So, uh, she Oh, got, God. She has, we, we talk about how awful the credits are, but how the terrible. music goes, does not even go with, like, doesn't go with it. It's I just don't like know what they were trying a, for, A, a shitty failed. reason to use the who again, basically. That's what CSI exists for now, right? right. And, like, the music was awful. It's it's one of those things where I think they got so famous for doing that, they couldn't get away from it, and they really should have. Like, they really should have given up on that a long time ago, but it's just the, I can see for miles and miles, and it's just so dumb. 
And then, um, I mean, there's nothing that more to better. say. <laughs> but it really is, like, there's nothing. It's just, it's just trash. I mean, like, the first one was so, like, wow, this is so, like, you know, at the time, you're like, this is, like, the Matrix, but with, with crime. But now it's just, like, this is dumb. Mm. And hack. Um, they should really have changed it at least a little bit. Because this is, like, semi-modern, really. Like, they didn't, they didn't even, it looks like a, like, a, for the 90s. And, um, they <laughs> asked some the questions. <laughs> I know. It does. It really does. But so, uh, they asked some questions to the parents. How many questions? They're like, how many questions are you going to ask Like, us? it's so exhausting like, to be asked about. Yeah. You're literally trying to find your child, and then you're exhausted by the questions? I mean... It's too much. I want you to find my baby, what? I guess. But do I really have to answer these questions? It makes <laughs> no sense. It makes no sense. Also, apparently, uh... Patricia Arquette can read micro-expressions. Oh, so God. So she can lie to me, too. That's part that. of it. I mean, look. Yeah, all of a sudden I, I it's get, like again, they're I... trying to pull in lie to me. I actually went and looked at the writers. I'm like, I, I recommend lie to me for people because that's a much better show than this Yes, is. it was. Watch <sighs> lie to me. Um, no, I went and looked yeah. at the, the crew to see if any of the writers and producers worked on other stuff, and they did not. They almost all exclusively came from, like, CSI. Wow. I mean, and you think they, make that, like, money. they would at least know the I... basic of it? Like, what? in theory, they do know the basic of it because, like I said, it is at the level that CSI, the CSI became right. pretty yeah. much, which I, is like not from yeah. very late CSI. Yeah, because um, I think original CSI was never this bad. Right? Well, it, did, it, it got it? this bad. I did. I dipped in and out a couple of times, like toward the end of the run, and it was it was about this this level of quality. It's so strange. It's one of those things where I just, I, you watch it and you're just like, I don't know what you're trying for, but you're failing at it, like, every single time. Like, I think that they were attempting to do a version of, like, you know, it, it, it kind of comes across like an NCIS. They have the person who's, like, the cool hip hacker or something, but it just, ugh. Like, you can't even, like, write your characters interesting. That should be the only thing that's interesting. The plot should be terrible. I mean, the plot's also terrible, but, like, you could at least give me good, yeah, interesting yeah. characters, because they're all tech people. And I mean, honestly, that's the only thing that's, on. in my mind, what's kept NCIS afloat is the characters being right. so dynamic. Exactly. I mean, even fucking Criminal Minds gets this better. Like, they actually have somewhat interesting character actors on there that are able to, like, carry a scene that's otherwise incredibly stupid and boring. Now, I wouldn't, like, again, I wouldn't even blame the cast for this. Because like they're they're given nothing. No, you you're right on that. And I think a lot of them are pretty decent. Well, well besides Bow Wow, minus, <laughs> minus Mr. Ba- Mr. Wow, <laughs> Mr. but uh, but like we all knew Bow couldn't act. We all saw like Mike. We, we oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Um. So anyway, so they're 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 frustrated with the questions, it's, but they do help. Like, it's weird that believe. it's like the show, despite the fact that it was like the writing is speaking to like the CB. As audience who wouldn't know technology, like they were clearly kind of trying to go for a younger audience in a way. Yeah, that's what I mean. And yeah. they apparently thought the kids right. would like Bow Wow. The kids, yeah, love and, Bow and wow. even <laughs> the kids <laughs> love Bow Wow trademark. <laughs> but so, like, I so like they go into the baby's room again. Like, I feel like this crime scene is not very. I mean, they had to explain to Bow Wow to not to use gloves. I'm like, what? I'm like, he should. I mean, it just makes everything seem so unbelievable. Like, did you not train this person? Because he's clearly no, a random person. No, just, you don't do any training when you consult with the FBI, by the way. You just wander in I and mean, out in crime his... scenes, touching whatever you want. In his defense, 
when he thought he was going to be part of the cybercrime division, he probably thought he would just be working on computers, like, yeah. you know, cybercrime like usually do. Been. But, yeah. like, these guys are investigating a baby's room right after a kidnapping. There's no way he has any field experience because <laughs> he's a fucking hacker. Oh, my God. So then they decide, based off of the room, I mean, Fat Neil decides for him, they were casing the baby remotely. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, they were, <laughs> like, he was, like, they were checking out the baby schedule. The baby schedule? <laughs> yeah. The baby schedule. And the I just, like, got a busy honestly, day. casing a baby. Sure you get in there at the right time. And, well, casing a baby remotely is also very unbelievable to me. Like, I don't think that's necessarily what they were doing. Because, honestly, okay, sure, you're going to know when, uh, this is a, a bit of a nitpick, but, like, you're going to know when a baby's in the crib, Sure. But you're not going to really know what the rest of the house looks like because the baby monitor is not really set up so that you're seeing, like, the comings and goings in the front door and, like, where everybody else is situated. So it's not a great way to really get a good casing done. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have a whole bunch of blind spots. They don't really, they can't see where the parents are. Maybe the parents' walls are really thin. Mara, you sound like, you sound like you don't think very highly of the mystery in this episode. (laughs) I mean, despite this being a huge baby uh, kidnapping <laughs> ring, like, they were worse at casing the joint than the wet bandits were. Yes! The wet bandits put in more, like, they did. effort, they, honestly. They really did. surveillance. Yeah. Yeah, they went in as a cop, and he really, like, he, he completely played the part, and you were like, yeah, this is, like, I, in fact, every time I watch that movie, well, we were talking about Home Alone, obviously, but, like, every time you watch that movie, I almost, like, forget he's one of the right? wet bandits, because he's so believable as a cop, and then you're like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, yeah, and I almost, like, there's a part of my brain that, like, turns off and thinks he's a cop that's doing this like, crooked in this spare time, yeah. but, like, no, he's just no. not good. <laughs> Because that's what real criminals do! They actually commit crimes, you know? Instead of just randomly doing things and then blaming it on, like, oh, it was casing the baby. No, he just looked through the remote the remote camera one time and then figured, hey, I get, there's a baby there. I can steal that baby. Let's go. Like, that's all they did. There was not some, like, the way they're treating it is, like, he looked up and down the walls and was casing the baby every night. I'm well, like, I also, no, like, you would literally just have, see there's a baby. I have such a problem with the guy goes in to kidnap the baby and then he stands there and holds the baby up to the camera while people bid on the baby. Ugh. Uh, But, like, what? Like, why wouldn't you go in and snatch the baby and then have the bidding happen? Oh, is or that why he was holding the baby? Yeah, Latoya, that's why they're that's all That's why he was holding the baby like that. And that's why they're all yelling in yeah. foreign voices. It's because they're they're bidding. That's why, why don't they, you they translate. do like a bidding in a, a separate location? Of it, course! Yeah, it makes no sense. Of you would course. already have that bid locked in before you go in and take that baby. Why would you expend that energy and risk to go in and get the baby if you don't even know what somebody's going to pay you yet? Like, it does not yeah, make any sense. Yeah, because you're literally standing at the scene of the crime for minutes yeah extra minutes like you should and also that doesn't really lend itself to a very efficient uh bidding system because you're gonna have to cut it off at some point what if the bidding goes on for 30 minutes you're gonna be sitting in a baby's room for 30 minutes yelling with the parents right outside the door yeah it makes no sense and also like why would the bidding not be on a headpiece like he was listening to quietly why is it over the over the baby monitor again we haven't even gotten to the most like questionable parts of this (laughs) Breaches that are involved breaches. in it because yes. they're two separate breaches. 
Or well, are they? Let me describe this better for people who obviously have taken our good advice to not watch the episode. So when he gets, when the baby gets kidnapped, there's a bunch, we mentioned it before, there's a bunch of foreign voices. So literally as he's kidnapping, there's a man in a, in a well, we find out later there's a woman, but a woman in an all black suit. She picks up the baby and there's a baby monitor. It's a digital baby monitor. She just walks up to it, holds the baby to it, and a bunch of voices start calling out over the monitor's frequency. As you do, because baby monitors are famous for, you know, picking up other frequencies. At first, you think it's just a coincidence, but it's obviously later on we find out they're bidding in foreign languages on this baby. So this person is sitting there waiting for people to outbid each other with a baby in arms, with them loudly bidding over the baby monitor. Guess what also is heard over the baby monitor? The parents' room where they're observing the baby monitor. That's the whole point of a baby monitor is to hear a baby crying. So he, the, the father wakes up in a, in a st- with a start, hears the bidding, and rushes into the room. And they have to... It, it's all timed so intricately that he happens to get out of the way just in time for the father to miss it. Like, there's no way that would happen. In fact, it's really almost absurd because... If anything, you should have had a scene where, like, you have a strong arm person keeping the parents in the in the room waiting for the bidding to end with, like, a gun on them or something. You know what's They're really funny untouched. is I have absolutely no memory of what you just described happening. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it was a woman who was holding the baby. <laughs> no, they find out later. Out. They find out later it was the, the couple and it was the woman that, that, that it makes no sense because it was clearly a man in that outfit, but they must well, have decided know. later you on it was, a, it was a, a woman. Maybe it was a two-person team, but that doesn't account for there's only one person. It was one of the rednecks, right? Yeah, yeah, it was the rednecks, and it yeah. should, the guy should have stayed on them with a weapon and this get. That's a scary episode. I'm rewriting the episode right now. The father wakes up with a start from their unrealistic sleeping slumber position. Maybe they're drugged, and he wakes up like, oh my god! And the guy's got a silenced weapon on him and says, "Don't move." And then the wife wakes up and starts crying, sobbing, and Where they hear them baby? bidding on the baby, like. That's scary, right? Like, I thought, and he, yeah, my baby! And then, like, that's truly, like, an ominous situation. And then he was just gonna back out of the room eventually. And they have to listen to these people leave the house with their baby over the monitor. Much more chilling than he coincidentally gets in and out of the room, even hearing the bit. None of it makes sense. None of it, it would have taken at least, at least a minute for them to, to finish the bidding. And somehow the father doesn't get to the baby's room. Like, you must have had the baby's crib in the basement or something. But then what's the point of the baby monitor? I, who knows? Anyway. Well, so so you have they, the baby the, monitor so you can put the crib in the basement. Yes. So, I mean, who knows? So the the parents describe, like, you know, the, the gist of what happens. They're upset by the, the, the questions. The other two investigate the room. They realize it was being cased remotely. Um... James Vanderbeek, in the meantime, is being the creepiest motherfucker I'm alive, and just you, like it was so creepy. <laughs> this gave me such a bad vibe about him, and I usually like him in a lot of stuff, but it really like came across like, should I hate this character yeah. because this is extremely creepy? Um, but the the parents um, of the child across the street, which makes no sense, decided to keep their child home because he happened to overhear it or something? Or I guess maybe just because they, they I heard I mean, this entire time, like, is this is school not in session? Because this kid never goes to school. Right. Well, I mean, they, they decide because... Okay, this is what happens. The, the, per, the baby across the street is kidnapped. That We obviously have been working on this crime now. The baby's gone. 
the parents from the neighbors hear that the kid was kidnapped, so they decide to keep their young child home and leave him alone Why would you do with an open school. window. And and leave him alone with an open window. Like someone was just snatched in this neighborhood. Would you not be like sitting with your son, like staring at him all day long? I would send the kid to school because clearly he's gonna be safer at school than he is on my Absolutely. Street. On a ground floor. With or at least, window. at minimum, you would sit with him during the day until you hear the good news that the baby's been saved or whatever. You're not going to leave this kid unattended. What a shit parent that person is. We never even see their parents, really. He's kind of just, they're just like standing behind at him. At one point like, he yells, Mom, we never see her. I don't think we do, yeah. But either she way, so he's, he's gaming because we need something for him to, um, you know, connect with James Vanderbilt. That's Vander literally Bader all about. he does. Yeah. This and so he's gaming. School. And... He, oh my god. This is the part where James Vanderbeek, again, starts pronouncing gaming words like it's a foreign language. And he's like, I'm, I'm gonna assassinate you Scott. You guys are cr- creeped out by Beak. The thing that got me is this kid apparently has never heard of Google, despite how much he games. Because he's <laughs> like, how do I get to level 13? Google, Google it. it. dude. What? Google it. What? Like, back in the day, I even had, like, gaming guides. Like, you would it would tell you how to do things on in a, in a magazine. You would buy it fucking, like... Like, yeah. GameCube or whatever. The, well, GameCube. GameStop. Kids GameStop or something. But so, like, he goes, he goes, like, up to this, like, literally this child, this little, this is like a 10 or 13 year old child, has a window open, no screen, just, just like, open to the air. James Vanderbeek creeps up in the middle of broad daylight, just like, hey, child, <laughs> what's up? And he's, like, complaining. He's like, oh, he's like, you're playing Assassinates? I don't know if I'm describe- saying that the right way. I- it's been a little bit since I watched it. Yeah, I think it, it was, like, Assassinates, right? Yeah. Something stupid like that. It's obviously yeah. a play on Assassin's Creed. Just, like, just spend I mean, the money what- and get the, I don't bro- the brand name. I know much about video games, because I'm just, like, I'm a terrible person who plays, like, sports games, but, like, from what I've seen <laughs> of Assassin's Creed, that's not what it looks like. No, it's Skyrim. It's basically, like, a shitty version of Skyrim. Maybe... I mean, it came, it came across like it could have been, like, I don't know. It was kind of like a little bit FPS. I, who not knows what a, it was supposed to be? It doesn't look like a game that's from 2015. It's just the sure. shitty, it's just a really shitty, like, multiplayer um, online game. So he's, like, with his friends. Again, a bunch of other children home in the middle of daylight. Like, okay. Because, okay, another thing, a part of gaming, and especially if he's playing, if it is something like, you know, a multiplayer online game, Usually you have to have, well, I guess he could be playing with random people, basically. Which but he's not talks... helping if they're trying, afraid of him getting kidnapped. Of His course. are the worst. Right. But also, but on top of that, like, um, you could be playing with random matchups. Okay, fine. But he's talking to these people like they're his normal, like, group of people. Like, he's having, like, a back and forth with them. So, like... Are all of his friends home from school? Because it's middle of the morning and he's playing this game. Like, these other children are all home because... I mean, they're on the East Coast, so, like, even, like, Pacific time, like, these people are definitely at school or asleep. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. But so, either way, he's playing with all his friends. And then uh, James Vanderbeek, like, creeps up and he's like, do you want to, you want some tips on how to get to level 13? And he's like, uh... I was like, red flag, dude! And then, like... The kid's just like, yeah, and he's like, and he like tells them. I'm like, this is all so inappropriate. And I'm like, even if, even if he's just there to try and comfort this kid as like a professional or something, he still overstepped his, like, that's just too much. It's like an over, overly comfortable, like, situation in general. Like, he just completely overstepped his bounds. And the kid's like, oh, thanks, man. And, uh, they both are, they both basically establish each other as assassinates guys. And then, um, the hacker guys, meanwhile, are realizing this SD card was taken because they're smart kidnappers. 
I was like, what? Like, of course, that's that's the bare minimum. That means that they're just, like, basic kidnappers. And it's, to be fair, as shitty as the show's written, at least we find out the kidnappers are idiots. Because it, that follows. Because that's the bare minimum of what you'd have to do. They call oh them God. smart kidnappers. They're literally hicks. One of them's like, a, a cokehead or something. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it was a drug yeah. mule that, like, why would you trust your drug mules to be doing Who baby knows? Like, that oh my does... god. And they're so no. stupid, they, like, f- they flash all this money around in broad daylight in the back have... of his trunk of his car. I don't car. Know, you have so it's many like... questions about the entire operation, which I'm sure Oh my god. Do. None of it was how it would work at all. But so, James Vanderbeek and Arquette, they realize at this point there's male and female kidnappers because, literally, the, f- and they, oh my god, this made me so furious. Vanderbeek describes it as he thinks the female is the one that grabbed the baby because it's high maintenance. And it seems like basically woman's work, I guess. It's basically what he says. (laughs) Where my notes are just like, (laughs) okay? Like, I don't understand what the fuck you're talking about. Just excuse me, I have to go and lay face down like, on the floor for a while. Like, oh it's God. like 2015 or whatever. Women are literally being relegated to the female-only kidnapping jobs now. <laughs> like, like, this is insane. Like, get it together, America. Jesus. At least, like, men and women can kidnap equally, man. Men and women can kidnap equally. You know it's that's right. It's so stupid. But so the mom, at this point, is exhibiting suspicious behavior based off of them because she has... They're trying to lock up the phones. She just she's on the phone, like I was. I love I love Patricia Arquette. Fucking like deadpan, like always, like no enthusiasm. Just like she's exhibiting suspicious behavior. And then and then Vanderbeek's like, what? And she's like, well, we're trying to lock up the phones. And she's like talking to her friend about how her child was just kidnapped. I'm like, why is that suspicious behavior? She's distraught, you idiot. Like, she's calling everybody before she gets her phone locked suspicious up. Suspicious behavior. It's so stupid. And then it's just like. Well, we're going to get a DNA sample just to rule them out. So then they're all, like, you know, scandalized that they're going to have to do a good DNA sample, whatever. But then le- later, also, at the same time, the um, the hacker duo are looking over the phones and laptops because we needed a scene like this in the in the 20, 21st century where two people literally look at code and the co- oh, I, I don't even know where to start with this. I mean, don't watch the episode. But I will leave a clip of this. You know what? I've been telling people listening, watch the episode. Oh, wow, Latoya. I'm an asshole. This, yeah, when you go and watch this, she's the blame, not us. Yeah. But you can go and watch this clip because this will give you an idea of what the show at large is like. Because there's a point oh at God. which they're watching code show up on a computer screen. Okay, fine. I kind of maybe buy that they're going to have, like, you know, it's almost, it's like BIOS, like, old school green code. Fine. That's not really how most coding... Like, you, you can code, like... I don't even want to get into it, but basically it's not how code necessarily looks depending upon what we're looking at. Because you can code a website with the same kind of code. It depends on what you're coding and what you're talking about. But either way, he's got a black screen with the green code. And it's, like, you know, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And he's like, these all look good except for... Wait a minute. And then there's, like, red code shows up. <laughs> it's like, what am I watching? And it's just like... They literally have uh, red, red... There's malware. That's what he says. Yeah, he says there's malware on this. And then they have, like, a quick zoom into... This is where they spent all their money on the pilot, too. This is shitty quick zoom. Where they have literally red malware beating up and, like, crushing green code. Uh. And taking over, like, it's a literal virus multiplying At this point, my dog blood cells. sighed at the episode. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it was specifically at this episode. He sighed, though, so... Like... That's- 
Yeah. Look, I buy... I, Latoya, I think you're dead on the money. They're trying for the older crowd who is, like, you know, thinks this is the equivalent of coding. The trouble with that is, like, okay, my parents might fall into that because they're older and they watch a lot of procedurals. But, like, my father runs data centers. Like, this is not gonna... Like, that is gonna... It's gonna be laughable to a lot of people in that age group. Like, people who grew up in the 80s and the 70s have some idea of technology. Maybe not a lot, but they understand that code isn't gonna beat up other code and bleed into it. Like, that's not how coding works. It's You should check out a- the IMDb forum for this. <laughs> you are wrong. Oh, God. But so, whatever the case, it's like, it's... it's I don't even know how to describe it. It's like... It reminds me of something like, I don't even know, it's like an animated movie or something, where something gets so extreme that, like, the things on the screen start fighting each other. I don't know what I'm thinking of exactly, but I feel like that's something that's been done in other things, where it's, like, almost, like, comical. And no one reacts. Like, this is absolutely absurd, because these people should absolutely understand that this is not how coding is meant to work, and... Finding malware is just running a virus scan. Like, that's not how malware is going to be found. Like... What are we watching? Like, okay, sure. It's boring as fuck. No, you put that code under the microscope and you see in real time yes. the malware thing. But, over. like, truly, that's a very boring thing to watch. CSI. Yeah, like, CSI, I'm running malware bytes on this computer to see if anything <laughs> shows up. Okay, fine. That's boring as fuck. You're the ones that decided to make a show about cybercrime. It's not my decision. What were you thinking? It's a boring. It's a boring area of expertise. I I'm interested in it, but that's why shows like Mr. Robot are more interesting because they're doing the same kind of like hacking and they're going into that stuff. But they're like leaving that stuff as like a you know unspoken part of it. They're talking more about the the personal conflict of people who are committing these crimes. Instead of focusing on the crimes themselves. Because the crimes themselves are just like white-collar crimes. They're, they're always, like, really boring and dumb. And not to say the blue-collar crime is not dumb, too. It's just, there's a lot less flash and bang. It's just, you know, literally running a scan on a computer and saying, it came up with malware. <laughs> like, that's all it would have been. Instead of this, like, literally watching malware creep across the screen like a virus. It's, it's absurd. And so... They freak out because they're like, oh my god, this has all been hacked. And he's, he's furious at the at the, um, the company. And he's going to go research it at the uh, parent company to see what the fuck's going on with that. But So at one point later on, too, when they're watching all this and, and he's describing it to Patricia Arquette, he's, this is one of, a huge nitpick of mine, but like, uh, Fat Neil is, is typing something on the screen with one hand. And I'm like, no one can type with one hand like that on a keyboard. <laughs> It's just not how you type, especially if you're a hacking person. You're going to use both hands. Like, it's just going to be like, it's like hunting and pecking your keys. It's just not going to be done. But so either way, he's he's a shitty hacker all around. And then uh, in the meantime, they also discover from either the malware, I don't even remember how they exactly figure it out, but they find out that the um, the mother was having an affair. I think maybe once they do the DNA test, they find yeah. out that she's mm-hmm. not, or he, the father's not the father. I find that incredibly suspicious because that's incredibly quick for them to turn around a DNA test, but sure, they do it in like an hour. <laughs> and they find out that the biological father works at a boating company downtown. And it escalates incredibly quickly because they show up, there's a baby crying, and he's like, don't shoot the baby. I was like, oh my god, this is like not where I thought this show was going. I was almost impressed for a minute because I was like, damn, this just this is immediately like kicked off and we're only like 20 minutes into the episode. But of course, it turns out to be a big red red herring. And he's it's the wrong holding, baby. And also like, 
I love the fact that, like, I was like, I was like, this isn't the right baby. And I'm like, so what the fuck is there a man on a dock with a baby in the middle of the daytime for? But we find out, basically, they sold him the wrong baby because they told him, you know, they, they hacked him. Well, and... Well. Oh, yeah, this was the I, I have a question spyware. before we get further into <laughs> yes, this, please. though. Let's, please. Let's, please. Okay. I want to hear it. I have some questions, because, first of all, this is, like, an, like a big baby ring, right? Yes. $35,000, that seems very cheap, and also, you. why is this baby, like, just worth that little when they could be selling it for more? Where did this baby come from? Is it one of, like, the ring's babies? Because, like, you can get, like, millions for this baby, then. Yeah, I can't tell. I kind of think... Which I'm not sure about, but if I, was, if I was writing this and I was trying to make it actually legible, it would make more sense that these hick um, smugglers slash kidnappers went rogue and sold it on their own for, you know, cheaper, like dollars, pennies on the dollar. Like, that's would make more sense to me. But because really, like, he was that, I don't know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to understand because this is actually a different baby altogether. So we don't even know how this baby was kidnapped. And it's very, it's very traumatizing to, like, watch this baby get kidnapped and, and see all this and trying to get the baby back. Then there's another baby in the mix, and we don't even know what happens to that baby at the end of the day, do we? It just happened to be another baby that was kidnapped? Like, how hard? Yeah, like, who does this baby belong to? Exactly! No one's reported it missing, and that's, like, really upsetting, and, and they it don't even really like, kind of go into mentioned, that. mentioned, like, two or three other places where babies were kidnapped, but, like, we don't get confirmation that this was that one of those babies, right? It's crazy and if it, let me let me say something right now if there were multiple babies being kidnapped in broad daylight in suburban white families it'd be chaos in, in the streets like i i think it's it's fucked up for me to say but i think it's pretty fucking true i think it would be absolutely there'd be, there'd be mass panic and there, none of this is even getting on the news from what we can see like I, give me a, give me a scene from like the news where everyone's in a panic like they maybe reference the fact that there's like reporters after when they, they bring the babies back or something but it's just I mean, am I wrong in thinking that? Are babies being snatched off the, out of people's homes every day? There's at least three babies that have been snatched, and we don't even know where this one's from. I just That's know that when I have an Amber Alert on my phone, it fucking rings even in the middle of the goddamn night. So I cannot imagine a situation in which this would be happening and we wouldn't hear about it. Like, something like this happened a couple of months ago. Like, I mean, a couple, like a half a year ago near us. We had somebody who was at a mall walk out with someone's baby, some crazy situation. And it was, like, all that was on the news for, like, a whole week. Even when they found the baby the next day, they were, like, doing interviews about why she took the baby and all this stuff. And I'm like, none of this is even, like, penetrating the, ma- like, the mass, like, culture at all. Everyone's just treating it like just another day at the office. I'm like, what? I'm like, there are, like, multiple children being snatched from homes in broad daylight? Like, what? Or maybe, maybe at nighttime? But still, like, these other kids have been gone for a full day then because... How do you have a baby and then be able to get it all the way down to this dock in the middle of Jabip? In like, I think it was like somewhere in Pennsylvania or Philadelphia. It just, it doesn't make sense that they'd be able to, to navigate, even getting from wherever the hell they're supposed to be, D.C., right? Or something like that. Like getting mm-hmm. from there to Philadelphia is like a good amount of time. It's like a six hour drive. Like what are we doing? This is like a full day of investigating. It's just getting to and from one place. But anyway, he he's able to... Buy, buy the baby back. This is the biological father who the mother was having an affair with. Who she didn't even volunteer. Like, wouldn't she, like, discreetly pull people aside and say, By the way, guys, this baby's not my husband's. Yeah, Go seriously. check the biological father. That's probably again, the biological him. father doesn't think to get a lawyer involved in the first place. His go-to is spyware. It's a, now it's we can insane. talk about that. 
So yeah, so we find out that the father is the one that, that bought the spyware in order to to view the baby, which is such a creepy fucking thing. How? Like, but what, that's, and, how did the fuck? Make sure also clear, the spyware was only in the God. mom's email. It was not part of the baby monitor situation. Correct? Correct? Yes. Yeah. I believe. I mean, it's a little hard to tell. Because but this is very right. important because this is where everything gets so confusing. How did Incredibly the kidnappers confusing. find the, the malware guy? The spyware guy? I think that they... Um, I think that... Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to try to come up with an answer. I don't know. I don't is understand it. Is it part of the casing? I don't know. <sighs> I don't... It's hard, to, it's hard to understand. I mean, maybe they were able to run like a... a, a it, no, basic, they, like, why would they? They went and they took the baby, they took the card. They didn't... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe when they looked on the card, they were able to see evidence of spyware. I honestly am a little confused about how the spyware would have worked in the first place. Because I, really, the spyware I, was I on our computer. I can't believe we found a plot hole. <laughs> you mean know, the right? entire concept of this? <laughs> how? <laughs> so this is how, guys, for the record... If we weren't clear enough in the beginning, this is basically the crime itself we're discussing now because that doesn't make sense on a fundamental level because the the way that they're able to, the kidnappers are able to see the baby is because they override the father's spyware and use it against the baby by hacking into the the baby monitor's viewing data or whatever and they what? blackmail the father into getting the money from him. But like you're right in saying they're only really dealing with the baby monitor directly ostensibly. Yeah, that's okay, why they take this the SD spyware card. specifically comes from him is because he wanted to see the baby. That's all just him. The baby right. monitors is a separate flaw in the baby monitor system that has nothing to do with the spyware <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah. Exactly. You're you're 100% correct. I mean, it makes it's 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 like talking in circles, but you're right. I mean, it's just it doesn't make that's why we're having such a hard time with this. Is it's like impossible to follow on a fundamental level. There's a massive plot hole in how spyware works because it would have nothing to do with the baby monitor. It is basically two simultaneous crimes how they, happening at the same time. No way, how that do they cross. know about him? Yeah, exactly. So what they could maybe do if there's some kind of a backdoor into anywhere that Be- the baby monitor is being viewed, they could see spyware, and then they found they ran like a diagnostic but and how found do these that that's where the IP to was from. The baby have it. Yeah, it's because exactly. the entire baby monitor thing like <laughs> makes no sense in general just because of the, the people they use as the smugglers, the baby smugglers. Yeah, they're so. I mean, I, we cannot stress enough. We're about to get to them. They're dumb as fuck. So it's not really like a. They're a, like a all very high like, end. They're meth heads, basically. Like they're yes. your prototypical trailer park meth heads. The ones who like when they're called called by the cops, they tell the cops, "Don't take our forty five thousand dollars. That's our ticket out." Like, dude, you're arrested. There's no ticket also, out. Like forty five thousand dollars. As much as that be a great thing, is not a ticket out of anything, really. <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. not that's. It's a good amount of money, but it's not like enough to retire or anything. The way they're treating it's it. It's not like, your way a uh, way to buy yourself out of getting arrested. I know. It just means okay. You got you have enough meth to last you years. <laughs> sure, I buy that, but nothing else. But either way, so they're like you know they're they're I, we're, we we cannot focus on this much more because I feel like we're just gonna keep talking in circles. But ostensibly, none of it makes sense. But they claim that the father was being blackmailed by them, and so he thinks that he's, you know, buying his baby back. He's buying some stranger's baby. And he explains he got a phone call a few hours ago. Um, oh, wait, I think we were wrong. I think it was $75,000. So, I mean, there there was that. At least it was only $75,000. It wasn't, like, a million dollars or anything crazy like that. Mm-hmm. But, so, um, they, uh, let's see. He, he describes the two, okay, first of all, I find it really offensive because I guess they were trying to say because of the foreign voices, they said, 
what kind of people, what were the kidnappers' voices like? Were they, did they sound foreign? And he's like, no, they were as American as it gets. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> I was like, patriots? I'm like, like wearing... Canadian? I know, right? Like, like a bunch of patriots wearing, like, USA flags and eating cherry pie over the phone. Like, how do you know someone sounds as American and as it gets? And you how trashy he was. That's a scathing indictment on uh, America, basically. <laughs> yes! And so, he's... <laughs> and so, like, again, there's a second baby missing. No one reports it. Um, Arquette... Arquette... <laughs> this is making me so mad. Arquette outside starts changing the baby's diaper because... I'm like, and I write, what are you doing to this baby's diaper, you psycho? Like, <laughs> like I don't know where to begin on this because, okay, at first I didn't know what was I, happening like, and I was really I upset. I stated here because I'm like, this is insane. <laughs> I was so upset for a minute, guys. I literally kind of got upset. Like, I was like, this is disturbing. I'm like, they're making it seem like this is appropriate for her to be doing. It's not. And we find out it's because she wants to dust her fingerprints. Uh. But I'm like, there's a lot of, there's a lot, I mean, she's touching, I mean, uh, not to get creepy and weird, but like, this is a baby. There's a lot of protocol that's supposed to be going into an adult touching a baby. Like, it's really inappropriate for someone to just start changing a baby's diaper in broad daylight in the middle of like, you have to, like, honestly, and that's something that Child Protective Services should be doing once they arrive at the scene. Like, I don't think that she should have, she has to have a clearance to do that necessarily. Like, it's. It's kind of creepy on a level where she thinks it's, like, she's okay to just... This baby's kidnapped body, and they don't even know who this baby is. And she's just like, let me take this diaper off of you, whatever, someone else handle him. And I'm like, Ugh! And I was like, everything about it just seems so creepy and gross. And so she she takes this baby's diaper, she fingerprints the diaper, um, you know, uh, tape, and she finds a, a fingerprint there, and it's like, oh, she got him. Also, like, who's stupid enough to... <laughs> To take their gloves off to change the baby's diaper. <laughs> like, come on, man. That's like a basic one-on-one. You already have gloves on when you stole the baby. Wouldn't you want to leave them on while you're changing a diaper? I mean, for fuck's sake. But no, anyway. They're not, so pets. She... they're not putting that much thought I know. Them. I guess they're not thinking. But, like, I wouldn't... I just wouldn't want to get my hands all dirty. But so, either way, she's just like, ugh, whatever. And so she's just dusting for prints. And then the fe- the female kidnapper shows up. They They found her. Because, of course, friend agenda... Has all of her social media what in is, one place. I even think of like a good fake social media site. <laughs> Just, I I'll never understand why some shows use Facebook so openly. I don't. I guess maybe they they license the right to use the word. I don't really know a lot about like copyright law and everything, but it certainly seems like the kind of money that you're spending on like zoom ins of coding, beating each other up. You could have spent towards licensing out the word Facebook. So at least this came across like a somewhat decent modern TV show because nothing seems more less modern than a show talking about social media and not using the word Facebook. Like it's so absurd to not use the word Facebook. I don't get it. But so they're like, yeah, uh, friend agenda. I was like, Ugh, friend agenda. It's also not even good. Like what the hell? And so they're like, of course they're all like bragging to each other. Like friend agenda is the biggest gift to law enforcement ever i was like no and then also these these kidnappers dumb as they are have photos of their blue camaro all over the all over the facebook page which i'm having a safe friend agenda and i'm like sure okay so they're gonna kidnap a baby using this car and then broadcast the car and it's license plate all over facebook sure okay and i, I don't doubt that a lot of i think a lot of cybercrime probably does tra- tra- uh, trace back to facebook for a lot of like you know good reason but like this seems a little bit much because 
maybe I would, you would put, see, in my experience, I might put a new car I get on Facebook. Well, I was going to say. The day I bought it. This was the only part of the show that made sense to me. (laughs) That these kidnappers were stupid enough that they put all of this identifying information. Like, I'm surprised they weren't posting from whatever general store they were in, right? Like, on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. That made sense eventually, but the fact that they're all just bragging to each other too just came across as like, oh my god, this is so unbearable. But so they they roll up to wherever they're at. They I don't know how they think they were. I think they might have checked in at some place or something. Somehow they find out where they are. I forget exactly how they find out. I think because they're maybe like just saying we're gonna go there every week or something. And it's like the local bar, and they're both drunk as shit. And so they show up. There's cash in the trunk. They were like, again, like Latoya said, it was their ticket out. I was like, this is so stupid. And then literally, as they're like frustrated, like it was his way out, he's shot dead by a helmeted biker, which is just like... Sniper on a dirt bike, as I screamed out. There were so many points in the show where I wanted to just give up and text Mora and be like, why did you do this to me? And this was the moment that broke me. A sniper on the best part of the damn episode. What are you talking about? This is is the FBI, and no one swept a perimeter. No one swept a basic perimeter of the the bar where you're going to take in two Uh, suspects of a baby kidnapping? Are you fucking kidding me? But so they, 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 no one sweeps the perimeter. They're shot dead, like, not even from that far away. So it's really just like, you didn't even look around when you took these people into custody, which is just such shitty police work. And so they go and they, they well, they're both shot dead. Again, both of the, the kidnappers drop dead. They, um, they go running, well, James Vanderbeek more properly goes running after the biker. Um, he eventually does get a shot in and he gets killed, but they find out his prints, his fingerprints have been burned off because, God. sure, okay. That's, that's just have. another intriguing moment we needed in this episode. But um, we also find out on the dead kidnappers, like you would, like any dead kidnapper would have done, he left the SD memory card in the memory card case. How did he get a case for the memory card? Don't, That's don't you just things. carry them around in case you happen to pick one up somewhere? You have a slot. To Look, put guys, I've been using memory cards some form or another for like the last 20 years, practically. I've never, ever used a case in my life. And I literally worked at a camera store for like two years. No one uses memory card cases. They only ever just, oh, here's a memory card. It's shuffled around to the bottom of my purse. Like, no one, no one's smart enough to use it. Like, it's just not, it's not possible. But, like, regardless, he's got it in his front pocket. Like, why was that not, like, immediately destroyed upon leaving the place? Or why was that not part of the deal in selling the baby? Is I want that fucking memory card with evidence of you guys being there. Because you think that they want that. But whatever. He happens to have the memory card on him. What kind of sense that makes, I'm not sure. But it, it happened. And it has the um, live bidding and the, the foreign voices on the memory card. So they're able to hear it firsthand. So in the meantime, um, uh, the hacker, one of the hackers, well... Fat Neil, the, the good hacker, the white hat hacker, he goes to the uh, baby cam company servers because remember before we thought that they were being hacked into the, you know, how could they find these babies? How were they casing the baby? So he wanted to go see for himself. He's fucking furious because they have no firewall. Apparently this has been happening to over 45,000 cameras, which just seems insane. Dis- I mean, like. I don't even, to be honest, I don't really buy that 45,000 cameras like that even exist, but okay, fine. <laughs> maybe they do. Maybe they're maybe they're all compromised. Okay. 
But so, regardless of that, he's like, you know, shut it all down. I'm going to shut your whole company down. I don't know that they have the authority to do that, though. Do they? I I know this isn't really important. understand any part of this episode. Like, yeah. No, Neil would not be. I, can't, I don't even remember what just wrote. Hammy, chummy, whatever. He would not be going in by himself to this server room and this lone technician who's like, I've been trying to tell him that there's a problem with the code. And none of this would happen. He's not plugging his computer directly in. He doesn't have the authority to shut them down. Like, it's it's all That would nonsense. cost the company millions of nonsense. dollars, potentially. It's, it doesn't make any sense that he'd be able to just say, I'm going to shut your company down indefinitely. Because there's no way they're going to just turn it right back on. Which, by the way, the there needs to be... There needs to be a class action lawsuit against this I was company. about to say! Yeah. I was literally like, the next set that I'm asking, where's the class action lawsuit against this fucking they're, And they're not, they're not letting a guy walk into their server room and start plugging in. It's just not happening. It's oh my just god. It's not gonna he happen. He needs to see their source code. Oh. <laughs> god. Oh my god. Don't we all, Jake Gyllenhaal? Don't we all? But so, so he goes like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shut this place down. And then he describes it like, you know, Everything's out of their hands. The network's down now. But then they're describing like desperate people do desperate things. Blah blah. Like they're 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 kind of trying to claim like obviously this is the reason why stuff went wrong. Now I understand that to a degree, but like I I don't really I don't really come I don't I don't know I don't buy that this all happened because desperate people do desperate things. Clearly there's a bigger picture going on, which is what they kind of get immediately after the fact because. Back at home, the neighbor kid is still playing the video game, and he's like... And not at yeah. school. Yeah, he's like, yeah, that James Vanderbeek is a cool guy creeping up on my window. He's helped me how to get to level 13, and I'm level 13. He's and like, I he's always like Dawson Leary. I never <laughs> thought he was a jerk. Oh my god. Oh my god. He literally pulls a Dawson Leary earlier. <laughs> that Dawson Leary 101 is creeping in towards windows. Like, oh that is... my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Classic all it's Dawson. missing was a ladder. Holy oh my god. shit. Oh my god, my brain just like exploded. <laughs> How did I not see that before? Oh my god. I mean, I, I mean, guess Joey is usually the one creeping in, but still, he definitely did a little creeping himself, I think. I but, mean, I guess oh. I'm proud that Joshua Jackson is more selective in his choices, yes. but I'm, I am also happy that James Denver is not so much. <laughs> he's got a work, man. He's going he's gonna to pay his bills. I get it. I'm not, I don't blame him for it, but it's... It's horrifying. But so, isn't it weird to think that, like, Katie Holmes was also on that show sometimes? <laughs> like, Holmes I forget she's a person that exists, so I feel bad. Poor Katie Holmes. I, I but, like Katie Holmes. I, 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 I do, too. I she picked something good. I do, too. But so, so either way, so she's... I mean, she's she, no Michelle Williams, so... No, well, no, who is? Uh, so he, <laughs> he, uh, the little kid is, like, explain, expl- like, oh, yeah, I won, woo, I'm, like, on level 13. He's talking to his people. Like, uh, even that, like, getting to level 13 doesn't... I guess he's saying, like, I leveled up. But, again, like, gaming terminology, it's a little well, confusing. No, apparently, in, in this world, there's all, like, just, like, level 1 through to 25 or something. Yeah, that's that's not how that works. <laughs> so, like, I don't... I, I understand, like, there are levels. I've, I've played games that have levels, but usually they're not delineated I by... I think we were just, like, num- playing Super Mario Brothers. You know, that's yeah, so exactly. hard, Yeah, exactly. That actually. has worlds that are even numbered, maybe. 
But like most things don't have levels anymore. They have stages or they have, you know, areas. It's it's yeah, you you're not going to see you... the source code yeah. so it is. Like it's not going to be numbered 1 through 10. It's going to be unless it's like a, a nostalgia like old school game. But so, whatever the fact, he says he's on level 13. Really, his his character might be leveled up to 13, but he doesn't really describe it very well because the writing is shit. Um, but so he's just like, oh, I'm level 13. And so uh, he hears over the phone voices of, like, people talking, and then it's like, oh, blah, 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 the baby's gonna die, or the baby dies if you don't, you know, get them well, the money or something. Wait, that's shit. not what happened, right? Please describe it to me it better, because my uh, notes are got, all over like, the place. A, a message on his game that he couldn't close out of. Yeah. Yes. It, and then it was he clicked, a... then he eventually clicked on it, and that's when he got, like, the message. Yeah. I think he does hear voices, though. Because he... I think you hear, like, something come yeah, over the... Yeah, you hear, like, whisper, whisper, or whatever. Yeah. But, again, that's it, not that's how any like, of that would work. You can't hack a video game like that. That's not That's not how video games work. It's just... That's not how it works. <laughs> You'd be <laughs> hacking maybe the console, and then it would overtake the game completely, and the game would turn off. Or if it was a PC game, which it wasn't, but if it was a PC game, it could you could you know it would it would minimize the game automatically and like no see the when they were casing the baby when they were learning the baby's <laughs> schedule they cased all the neighbor houses as well and got all their gamer tags uh, so that they could like log give me that give me that show look yeah we live it we live in a security state guys like we want to get fucking real about it every like I have a I have a fucking post it note over my webcam right now like. Oh, Come yeah, on. I, I, I have that covered, too. Yeah. I watched, I, I fucking watched Snowden. I know this shit. But so, either way, <laughs> I, I know, I'm joking. I've also seen, I've literally seen Citizen 4. I don't want to be that much of a loser that I'm like, <laughs> I saw Snowden. Yeah. I listened to, uh. That's your CSI Joseph Gordon-Levitt go like, hey, what's up? Cool. <laughs> My Snowden voice. But so, um, uh, so I understand the fact that, like, you know, we live in a surveillance state, but, like. They didn't even, like, bring that up. Like, to me, that's the most interesting part of it would have been that they hacked into his webcam and they were looking at this kid. Not that that's it's creepy as shit, but, like, like, come on. Like, give me at least, like, like use the hacking technology that actually exists, which is, like, webcams. It's, like, it's, it's GPS let's take data. Black Mirror, for example. Even, like, exactly. in the most advanced high-tech things, it's, like, still makes sense. Exactly. None of this makes any sense. None of it. Really, none of it no. does. And so, and they, they claim that they're, like, able to find out who the... It doesn't make any sense, because anybody who's a hacker would know this, and they'd spoof every version of an IP, and they'd be going through a VPN to start with, but whatever. But so, <laughs> Nerd. it makes no sense. So, they're able to track the IP based off of the console, because it's a stop pedophile. And they're all, like, laughing, like, clapping each other on the back, like... Well, it's it's used to stop pedophiles. I'm like, guys, what do you think this person is? They're stealing babies. Like, maybe they're not having sex with the babies, but they're but certainly they're committing like crimes against bad... children. Yeah, that's they're... not far off. And they're all like, glad this other other version of of uh, you know, securing the box worked out for us. I'm like, no, that's the reason why they did that is because of shit like this. People being harassed. But in also, fact, it I don't... shouldn't have even been happening because of that. Yeah, and also, like, on another level, I wish that was the way it was. Maybe in some degree they can do, like, the IP tracking, but I don't think that they have that much authority over Xbox servers at they all. They have all I think it's just, like, an IP address. No, no, oh, I, you're oh, okay. right in that sense. I think that they can they can subpoena and get whatever they want, but I just don't know that they have this kind of, like, we could find out exactly who purchased this, because I feel like there's a lot of black market... Uh, yeah, apparently to get these, these shit, this bad shit, guys but... never mask anything of themselves. 
Like it's just, it's just like the uh, when they think that the, the biological father is the is the bad guy. Really, it's like they're able to find this warehouse so quickly. Like if he actually like did anything, exactly, like, they wouldn't be able to find this. Like by the way, so, so is he arrested just for putting on the spyware? Because like they arrested that guy. Like he, it's not like he kidnapped the child. Someone just yeah, I think the spacey. spyware the spyware might have. I don't know. They might have brought him in for questioning and they arrested him to do that. And, but because I don't, wouldn't they like know. like they said I have to pay all this money otherwise we're gonna kill the baby. Like it's weird. They kind of treat him like he's a good guy. I'm like he's still a creep. He's definitely still a creep. <laughs> like again, I don't want to. I think more he's just an idiot because again, his first stop should have been the lawyer. For sure. That, I mean, yeah. I would. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It is Brady Smith. So part of me was just like, I, I trust you, even though you're awful. Oh, well, you should like, never trust Brady Smith. No, of course not. But I, I'm also just sort of like, okay, maybe I'll trust Brady Smith. But like, I never trust Brady Smith because at first time I was like, is that Josh Randall? So- yes. Oh my god, that's exactly my thoughts. But yes, so <laughs> every single time. every time, every time, I literally, literally, I was saying, I was actually clarifying it because I had just googled him to see if it was him or Josh Randall. <laughs> but anyway, so um, for those of you who don't he's know, never this trust Josh Randall joke, either. So it's such an inside joke. But come have on, they ever guys. played brothers? I don't know. Are you okay? We're talking about Greeks Professor Simon, or if you if you don't know who um, uh, Brady Smith is, he is a young adult. Other things, I don't know. At Parks and Rec, he was Grant. I don't know. Hopefully, you know who we're talking about. Go Google them both. They're hilariously similar looking. It's funny. Anyway, so <laughs> jokes aside, and they're like a year off in age. I just looked it up. Yeah, but Brady so Smith anyway, is married to Tiffany Thiessen. Oh, right. Wow, so he's winning. <laughs> so anyway, but so so what's what's frustrating here is what I mentioned before. Basically, the whole IP tracking thing, like getting that shit correct, is the bare, again should be the bare minimum of a show about cybercrime. Like understanding how IPs work should be it. Like that at least you start from that level. Okay, I understand how things like like oh my god, they don't even they didn't even try. I mean. Honestly, an episode of Law and Order SVU would get this better, and that's not even about cybercrime because they understand like oh, we gotta research this a little bit before we start talking about IPs, but they didn't. So anyway, he's able to they're able to track back from the um the IP like again it should be the bare minimum for a criminal like if I'm gonna use an if I'm using anything to hack something or to to overtake some kid's uh Xbox or whatever to to make a statement. You should know this is going to get traced back. That's the whole point. Is it's basically like a blackmail message. You're not going to leave fingerprints all over like the fucking Zodiac's letter. Like it's absurd. But so he says all this shit in there. Like he's like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill the baby. You get all this stuff to me. James Vanderbeek is now. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck this was about. They they track it all back to this like I don't know. Is this supposed to be like a Serbian or Russian like crime syndicate? I don't know. I think they mentioned what it is. Are they Arabic? Arab? No. That's the language that they are is spoken. There's like a million languages spoken, Yeah, actually. I think there's... So, they're, they're meant to be... Oh, all con- like, they're all many foreign English. voices. <laughs> they're meant to be, like, but Russian. Yeah. I think. I think they say Albanian at some point. I don't know. Whatever the case is, they're all in this big warehouse with a bunch of cars, which is really weird. But, like, it's some, like, warehouse oh, yeah, where they're doing, like... this was a whole thing. Yeah. There was a bust. But- but somehow so- James Vanderbeek is in charge of throwing this, like, baseball camera in, and I'm like... Oh why God. are you giving this to, like, a human man? Why Cyber. don't you have, like, a... <laughs> why would you not, like, have, like, a specific, like, like, a uh, gun or something that shoots this into that? Or, like, 
you're going to trust this to some guy with his, a good arm? Like, what are you talking about? There's a baby in there. Like, what are you talking I about? I the episode didn't hit on more. Like, they shouldn't have done the video game thing with Phantom. They should have been like, he's a jock in a geek's world. They should have just done the Bones thing. Oh, yeah. God. I fucking hate it. Yeah, it's so, like, so bad, bad when you're using, like, Bones player. for advice on how, what to do better. But he loved the yeah. law too much. He loves law it. too much, guys. Yes, Lisa, I love it. But so he throws this like baseball with a ca- well, it's not baseball. I'm just saying it's, it's like a tennis a, ball, really. It's like some like, but it's like some specifically made like camera with like a, a padding it's a around cyber it. Ball. But, the- <laughs> but all it does, all it really does, <laughs> is just let people see what's in the room for a second before they storm in. I mean, so you have all these like criminals like staring in the camera, like what is this? And it's like, there's really no reason for this. They could just bust them. There's no you reason. might as well just like yeah. It was oh, I don't, I they don't couldn't know. use a drone. Like I don't exactly like or or use like a big. Honestly, put a camera on a stick on a broomstick <laughs> and stick it up Boost through the a window. guy up to look. It's in more the window, sophisticated like... than this. Because it basically gives them the way. It lets them know you're coming. Because the minute that goes in the window, they're like, all... it's basically like a smoke grenade. Well, but it's, it's not a smoke yeah. It's grenade. not a it like. Normally they would throw in a flashbang, right? Like yeah, exactly. But no, but they throw is... in like this camera that's got like cyber lenses on it. Oh my god, it's like a cyber flashbang. You it's know, very, like... it's not stealth <laughs> at all. It isn't. It's it's quite literally it's the opposite of stealth. Like, could there be anything less stealthy than a, than a, an adult man throwing a, a baseball-sized like camera into a room full of criminals in the middle of the night? Like. What the fuck? And so Patricia Arquette is like sorts out like you know, um, she's like, oh, I understand. Well, oh, sorry, they all they're shocked. They storm in. They're like, they burst in again, risking this baby's life. Like I, my notes are just like fucking baby's life be damned. I guess like oh, I guess they don't wait. care anymore. But like they line up all these criminals in a row, and Patricia Arquette like goes down the line like it's fucking Men in Black, and she's trying to figure out which one's the alien. It made me so mad. And so they're all like, they're all like. I'm not talking, I'm not talking, and she's trying to figure out who the boss is, and of course, like Latoya mentioned, she's an expert on micro, micro, uh, facial expressions, and so she can tell they're all sneaking a peek at who the boss is in order to see what he wants them to do. I'm like, if you're telling me that these people haven't been trained to not do that, you're out of your mind, because (laughs) that's, like, the basic. They're not, like, they're just dumb in general. Yeah, but, like, you should at least know not giving up the boss is, like, prime directive number one. <laughs> but, like, they're all, like, staring at the boss, like, what should I say? What should I say, man? But who's the boss? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, we all know Angela was the boss. But so, there's, like, a, there's, like, a 20 character password, because, of course, this is a high-tech show, guys, and it needs 20 characters. And then, like, she's, uh, like, this is the point where I almost put my head through a wall. Because she says, like... 20 characters and they have to know it by heart they have to have written it down I'm like no they probably have like a key because like anything that is like more than 10 characters as a password has an auto regenerating key that has like a one time login and, and it erases itself anyone who's all ones in, yeah anyone who's worked in technology knows what that is like that's am I wrong in that have you guys you know what I'm talking about or no I don't know I, I think that's kind of a common knowledge thing if... but like you should have been the expert on this apparently because there's no expert on the show <laughs> like anyone so who's basic ever knowledge worked... makes you an expert 
I mean, <laughs> but I've never even used one myself, but I know what it's like to have a key generator, basically, where it just, it's sort yeah. of like, you know, you, you, you automatically generate a random sequence of numbers that yeah. allows you one login before it's erased, because it actually allows that if for some reason something does go wrong, they know who you, who exactly that one time they accessed it, it was. Like, it's basically fingerprinting every time you log in somewhere. But he has, like, their whole, like, faces, everything, like, okay, so, you know, when someone dies, well, not every time someone dies, people do this, but some people, when <laughs> someone you know, dies. As you know, we're all mandated to put a tattoo <laughs> of somebody when they die. Yes, I have, my entire back is just people's faces. <laughs> Good God. But so, like, this person has, this, this criminal boss dude has, like, every, I have all these people's faces and then the dates of death. So you have, like, the first, the month, the day of the month, and then the year. And so... I guess two, maybe two of them, more than two of them, is enough for them to know which numbers to use. I swear to God, it was well, no. How do they know what numbers to use? Oh, Bow Wow sees these pictures of these dead people and the numbers, and then he starts rapping. Oh, oh my God, God! I forgot about the rap. I wrote, <laughs> I wrote it down too. Yeah, that, that's how I he, wrote that's how it his down. Brain works, rapping. Oh my god, it's so I bad, guys. I forgot about the rapping. I... Oh, the rapping is so bad. So I have it written down. So Bless you. Okay. Oh, Jesus. So Bowel literally says, Eeny, meeny, money, mo, catch a gangster by the toe, rearrange the numbers, yo, what? early years are first to go. <laughs> he literally <laughs> says that! That's he a rap literally right says that. Like... Eeny, meeny, miny, mo, catch a gangster by the toe, rearrange well, the bet, numbers, yo, early years are first to go. What the fuck did we watch? Like, that's the point in the episode where I, I feel like we probably all were just like, yeah, I'm done. Because <laughs> after this point, my notes are just a bunch of question marks. I already knew they couldn't get any better than Sniper on a Dirt Bike. And then they just like, <laughs> they proved it. Like, this is, like, this is just trash. Early years are first to go. Like, the rest of it's shit, but, like, early years are first to go makes no fucking sense. So that's his version of saying earliest I, to latest. I believe this is around the time in my notes where, like, I was just like, how is this CSI? What? This is just them being cops. It's... Uh, Cyber rap. It's, it's so absurd. It's so exhausting. And so... On top of all this, while this is all going down, they also make sure to show that the female hacker is super quirky because she's eating Chinese food out of the carton at random moments, mm. guys. Because I feel like that's like, that's a quirky like lady. TV lingo for like quirk. It's just eating Chinese food in the middle of your day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's not that quirky. Probably. A lot of people do it. <laughs> I bet she's got cats. This is dumb. She's probably got a snake. She's super quirky. In whatever world we're Ooh, living yeah. in. Oh my god, a snake. Or an iguana or some stupid shit like yeah, that. Yeah, it's an iguana. You're right. So can we just fast forward to James Vanderbeek saving a baby yes. from drowning? Yeah. There's so the stuff. kidnappers are on the run with the baby. The, the other kidnappers, not the ones that were killed. The second I've, I've never been actually understand this criminal enterprise and, like, the hierarchy. No. No, no, no. But so they, they fucking fly into the water, which oh is like, God. okay, fine. Like they're they're literally I should say this they're on the ch- they're being chased in a car by the cops they fly into the water like look if you know you're chasing a car with a baby in it aren't you gonna be look more careful it, aren't you gonna no, be remember like, guys Stefan Salvatore couldn't save uh, Elena Gilbert's parents and he was a vampire trying to save them from drowning <laughs> so this is hashtag too real guys hashtag too real but so like literally like you should know. 
I mean, the basics of being a cop, not just an FBI agent, or how to follow a, or well, how to tail a, a perp. Like, come on. there's a baby like, in the car. Like Dukes of Hazard driving, like flying, a car flying into the air. All like, they have to do is just was... quietly follow the car for until it stops. That's it. That's all they had to do. Instead, they immediately initiate a car chase, aggressive car chase. Bad idea. Which I, my notes are like, this is a bad idea. Even before they go into the water, they fucking <laughs> fly into the water like like it's like something out of again, like you said, Dukes of Hazard, where there's like a flying off into the water. James Vanderbeek just dives in, breaks the glass. Like, okay, that's not really even gonna help things necessarily, but okay, and grabs the baby out. Like, which he is would not honestly... be able to break that glass. First of all. Especially underwater. Well, you can. I mean, it's te- it's tempered glass. For the record, I- I'm going to put some safety out there, you guys. Smarter Every Day has-, has shown us this. If you're ever in a car that's sinking or you need to get out of a car, it's like on fire, you break the edges of the glass. It'll instantly shatter. You can use the back of your headrest and do well, the, no, the metal it's parts different there. If it's different underwater, though, because the pressure differential Agreed. has to be equal. So the car has to be fill- filled with water once it's underwater. Otherwise, Which you, I guess is what we're supposed to think is it. happening, though, because the baby is, I don't know, who knows. But whatever the case is, he he's able to shatter it instantly. Okay, fine. Well, I mean, that's on a lot of shows. They make that stupid mistake. Fine. Yeah. But um, there's something, I will say this is the one thing the show, I don't, not gets right. It's not right at all. But, like, it is a truly chilling scene to see a grown man holding a baby underwater. It's fucked up. It is fucked up. It's fucked up. Why me and my were both like, well, the baby's dead. What a terrible ending. Yeah, I know, but it's because fucked up. It. There's nothing. The baby is dead. It, it, <laughs> oh Jesus! But it, it is so fucked up to see like a baby underwater like that. Like I don't know how to describe it because it's not like it's a child. It's so an many, infant. Everything about James Vanderbeek's character just made me so upset. Like watching this, and he's show. holding it like a doll, and it's well, just... it's the Ameri- It's like the American sniper baby. First of all, yeah, it's like... definitely a doll. I mean, thank God for that. But like, it's just yeah. Fucked up and he's he grabs the baby like even just getting oh my god and the baby's of course not breathing and he gets back to shore and he starts giving the baby chest compression no baby chest compression oh yeah i'm so sorry she she steps in and says let me handle this because i'm the mother here baby CPR. and so she she starts giving the, the baby chest compression chest compressions and starts like giving a cpr which again my notes here are just like this show's sick like truly, this is a disturbing scene. Mm-hmm. This should not be your pilot episode. Mm-mm. This isn't even really appropriate for like a, an actually dark show that went here. Maybe do I feel it for fucked speech, up if this was like a your dark pilot. fucking show. Don't kill a baby in the first episode. Yeah, yeah. This is like sweeps. This is like the midpoint. This is raising the stakes in your season. This isn't your very first outing. Make it the kid next door or something. Yeah. Make it like an adult, like a, a a toddler or something. Even it's still fucked up, but like it's there's something so intrinsically disturbing about seeing a newborn baby not breathing and then being underwater because it just doesn't happen. It doesn't yeah. happen and 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 end well. Basically, there's no good way for this to end. But of course, this is TV, so the good thing is. She instantly starts TV. breathing again because woo, that's how it works. And she's reunited with the parents, but like. Are we gonna even tell? Has, has... Like, like maybe you should be talking to some other people. It's like, well, is the biological father in prison? What what's his deal now? I don't even know. I don't know if like based off of like I don't know privacy laws or whatever. Did they even tell him the other person exists? Because I guess there's no reason for them to do that unless the mother okay's it. I don't know. I don't know what's even allowed there. But like, 
technically this father, the, the father of, the, well, the not really, the, not the biological father, the father that's married to the mother, she, he may not realize that he's not the father. Oh, point. yeah, he has no he idea. Has the, I'm like, oh, so I'm glad you guys are happy. So you guys are getting up. a divorce. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. She's been lying to you about you being the father of this baby for, like, I mean, only maybe a couple months, but at least nine and months. So it's like... Despite the fact that uh, it's not true, considering how none of this plot makes sense, you could also always blame the spyware from the biological father for your kid getting kidnapped. It's not true. I don't actually know how any of it connects, so, like, you could just f- sue for full custody. Yeah, and then my other note here is, too, I guess, like, the other babies are fine. They kind of mention that offhand, and I'm like, but their parents never really reported them missing or were, like, on the show at all or mentioned more than once, because that's, like, a weird plot point <laughs> they didn't feel like addressing. Because, like... That should have been a huge part of it, is her returning each of the babies home. It would have been nice, you know? But, like, nah, they were just props, basically. Yeah. <laughs> they were just other random babies. And she doesn't really seem to care that much about it. It was only this one baby that she was mostly upset upset about. Um, and so, at the end of the episode, as they're, like, rapping, she says to every, the whole team, she's like, go back to your parents' basements. I was like, <laughs> question marks, like, for an entire line of, of notes for me. Because I guess that's a joke about them being cybercrime specialists or something. But also, was it a joke, or do they all live in their parents' basements? Because, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what she was trying, I don't know what was supposed to be taken from that, but whatever the case is. Go back to I don't know why basements. any of them answered her. And no one lives in their parents' basements anymore, guys. They live in the, a, a room in their house. It's 2017. They live in the garage. It's 2017. They've mortgaged our entire future. Everyone's living with them. Yeah, they just live in their old bedroom. Yes. Come on. But so, so they say, uh, you know, bye, everyone leaves. But Bow Wow sticks behind. And he says, well, why did you go to bat for me? I'm, I'm still wondering. Like, I... And this time for the tragic backstory, which is actually really Hey, guys. I, I, I wrote down every, every bit of it because it was absolute tragic. So let me read it and we can wrap up. This is the last. <laughs> this is the final scene. This is what they were like. This is what we can bank. No, all. the final scene is even well, worse. True. Sorry, but this is still close. This is close to the final scene. It's the second to last scene that that makes the final scene even more emotional, guys. But so she says. So he says. So why did you go to bat for me? And she says, <clears throat> "This is my Patricia Arquette. I'm gonna be as deadpan as possible." There was a hacker once. It was the beginning of the internet. I was a behavioral psychologist. I had a practice in New York. And then one day, all of my patients' files were stolen from my computer and their secrets went public. I lost my career, my practice, but most importantly, one of my patients was murdered. (laughs) I keep thinking if I could just turn you one hacker at a time, nothing like that will ever happen again. And then Bella asked, did you catch him? She says, still don't know who he is. <laughs> That's the sweeps episode right there. <laughs> so then Bella says, on top of that, like, like literally, guys, I'm not even, I'm, I didn't even pull lines of dialogue out. He cont- t- to saying, she says, still don't know who he is. And then Bella says, so you're definitely getting drinks later, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> what the fuck? And then she says, <laughs> read the room, Bella. Then she says to that. She says to that, as if that's the most that's not the most insane reaction to hearing that story. She says, "No, after every case, I go somewhere to think." What? She says, "Think about what?" She says, she says to him, "How I'm gonna catch him." <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> but like, why would you ask? Think about what? She just gave you that stupid speech and answered the damn that question. That has like no attention span. I totally love and, it. Uh, and this is. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I literally like my notes are here where I say if they pull back 
<laughs> so they cut to her thinking about it. And she's on the steps of some building. And my notes here are saying... Monument is no, so, so, no, no, no. I say in my notes, because I literally was taking notes like as they were happening, because I was pausing to write these lines of dialogue, pausing, pausing, because they were so bad. And then, and then she, they cut to her thinking about it with fucking I Can See From Miles starts playing. And I'm like... What, what, like, what the fuck is this? She's, like, out, out, out in the middle of, like, public, like, thinking about, like, this crime in the middle of the night. And then they pull back, and I'm like, wait a minute. It's <laughs> like, this stairs look way too familiar. And they pull back further, my notes are like, if they pull back further, this is the Lincoln fucking monument. And, was. and I literally, I literally exited out of whatever I was watching it on, and I'm like, I can't take any more notes. I hope that was the final scene, right? Because I was like, I'm not watching yep. any more of this. Because we literally watched Patricia Arquette thinking about a crime that happened, like, ten years ago in New York City when she was a psychologist on no, the base of the Lincoln Monument. B- before the internet was a thing. On the steps of the Lincoln Monument? <laughs> like, that alone is like, what is she doing at the Lincoln Monument? Like, what does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with anything? Well, it's just a I random monument. Like, this is, like, the least ineffective, like, anti-cybercrime tactic in the entire world. I'm gonna turn all you hackers one at a time. Right? Like, what? But also, like, her her solution to solving the crime that's ruined her life is to think about it once a night? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no wonder this crime hasn't been solved, you, you asshole! Actual research tactic? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then the, the Lincoln, the Lincoln like- Monument... Like, is the worst part. I feel part. like we have talked about this episode more. Like, it's taken us longer to talk about it than it took them to write it. Like, truly. Truly. Because you know they started with the This feels like a zero scene. draft. The, it doesn't... The entire No, it makes doesn't. No sense. And also, just like in general, level. like, this lady sitting on the Lincoln Monument in the middle of the night. First of all, I don't think you can really do that. Like, I think sitting on the Lincoln Monument at night... In TV and movies, apparently you can, and there's no security, which I think I is mean, wrong. I mean, I think it's a public park, maybe by nature, but I think I would be kind of nervous to be doing that at night like it is still dc like it's not the most unsafe area yeah. but like it's the middle of the night like what are you doing and just in general though it's such a weird shot of her it like zooms out to her just thinking off into space and i'm like but why the lincoln monument why not something like more I, mean, I don't know there's got to be something more relevant like what does lincoln have what? to do with cybercrime like it makes that's the most relevant <laughs> The only thing more relevant is, like, the Lincoln Monument when it's taken over in Planet of the Apes. That's more relevant. <laughs> Every night, she travels to the Planet of the Apes. And sits <laughs> in front of Lincoln, thinking about the hacker. It was Mark Wahlberg. It would make- oh my god, it really was. But it would make more sense, at least, if she was, like, in front of some building that was known for, like, technology or something. Or, I the don't Lincoln know. Monument. Sure, like, the Lincoln Monument is. Like, I, I it's just... Like, I. Oh. She should have been sitting in front of the NSA and it's like, <laughs> what? The NSA is who hacked her? Oh <laughs> or, like, make make the person who was murdered, throw oh, a line inside. in there that the person that was murdered was, a, was a, a former, you know, Marine or something. Make her go to Arlington Cemetery or something. Like, there are a million ways you could have done this better, but it has. It could not have less to do with the Lincoln Monument. It almost seems absurd. Like, it really kind of comes across almost? like. Almost. <laughs> It is completely absurd. It's like I don't know. I don't know what we were trying for. I mean, I I would I would sooner I, I don't know. I don't I don't know what to even think about any of it. But like, it truly comes across like absolutely unwatchable. And I mean, if that's what they were going for, they nailed it. But I don't think it really was. 
But anyway, I don't know how someone could watch that scene specifically and then think, I'm going to keep watching this show for a season and a half. Like, no. Uh, do we have any more notes? I think that's kind of like, no. I don't know what more we could talk about. Because I could not stress to you more, it's not worth watching. Latoya not- may disagree with us, but like... No. I mean, I want everyone who listens to this to suffer like we do. <laughs> well, then it, I don't care anymore. Okay, you have suffer a everyone. Oh the, yeah. I don't even know. I don't understand. I don't understand what we watched. I still can't understand it. Every I night feel she bad thinks because about how like, we're I can't even. Up. I can't even like really joke about it because it's so awful that there's like nothing to find there. I just like it's just it's so bad. Like it's like a. The first time you sit down with your friends to try and watch the Star Wars holiday special, and you think it's mm-hmm. going to be hilarious, right? You're all drunk. It's going to be just jokes. It's going to be a trash fire, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And then it starts, and it is so much worse than you ever expected it would be. And it's like torture. It's just... And you you sit there like, what have I done? Why have I done this to myself? That was how watching this episode felt for me. No, it, it, except it, I was alone. It's 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 ex- it's extremely frustrating because I mean I've watched some stuff like interviews like go go Google you want an interesting version of cybercrime CSI cyber go watch an interview with Barrett Brown like it's it's fucking annoying as shit but like there's actually levels to what's going on there like that to me is at least interesting like I think it's shitty as, as hell but like the real cyber crimes would be people investigating people like that. Like, the Stratford leak or something like that. Like, that is interesting. This kind of cybercrime is just crime that happened near a baby monitor, basically. Like, that's basically the equivalent. It's is, is, is a crime that happened with an IP address involved and a baby monitor. That's not how cybercrime works. Cybercrime is a lot bigger than that. So, go educate yourself. Go watch something, like, actually interesting. Go watch, like, We Are Legion or some bullshit. But, like, there are so many better ways to, to display cybercrime. And I feel like it's just... This isn't one of them. There's a reason go Mr. Talk, Robot is thriving. Go talk to the, the closest 10-year-old that you know right. about the cyber. The um, cyber. Because you'll probably learn a lot more than you would from this episode. Oh my god, mm-hmm. yes, please. Alright, so that was CSI Cyber, guys. Um, oh. Let's move on to plugs. What's up with you, Latoya? <laughs> uh, I would like to plug uh, Mr. Robot. Yes. Uh, lie to me. Yes. Uh, don't trust the bee in apartment 23. Always. <laughs> and also, of course, Black Mirror, because anyone who ever insults Black Mirror for being LOL technology, watch this episode of television and then shut the fuck up. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, yes. and you can find me on Twitter at LaFergs, and I write about a bunch of stuff, so Woo. you can read that. Awesome. And what's up with you, Lisa? Uh, I'm gonna second that plug for Lie to Me, which is also a ludicrous show, but it was fun, and everybody in it is really good. Uh, I'm it's also much better than it should have been, actually. Yeah. yeah. And I have uh, absolutely, it has absolutely nothing to do with cyber anything at all. But watch the Good Place because it's excellent. Oh, it's so good. Oh yes, watch the Good Place, people. It's a sli- it it's amazing. a sleeper show too because I I I'll, I'll come from a place where I thought at first I'm like this is a little too out there for me and I was having a hard time following it. But if you make it through the first four episodes and you get into the world, you see like you let your brain turn off and it's just fun. Like it really is. Fun. I I was hooked like within. I say let your minutes. brain turn I, on. No, agreed. Sorry, yeah. I should say it that way. I, I mean, let your brain turn it's on. Love it. a show that has uh, used NSYNC's digital get down. Yes. So <laughs> it's it's a it's a good TV show. Definitely. There, there's their cyber connection. I mean, get down. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's there is really crime, good. It's a, and it's only a 13, uh, 13 episode season. 
on purpose. So and hopefully uh, more episodes in the series. Yes, yes. fingers crossed, people. Watch it. Love it. All right. Anything else? You good? Uh, no. You can find me on Twitter at OCFair, and I have some stuff coming out that's still in the works. Uh, I've got a piece of fiction out in Halo Lit Mag this month, and then I've got Ooh. some uh, TV pieces coming out later this year. Awesome. Ooh. All right. And then, as always, I am at Mari on Twitter. Uh, the next episode of this show, or should I say episodes of this show, are going to be <gasps> me and Latoya. So, <laughs> so first of all, starting in 2017, we're going to try and make this more monthly because I don't think either of us can handle watching the kind of stuff we're going to watch this year every single other week. <laughs> it's too much, guys. Yeah. But... To make up for that, the next episode of the show is going to be us talking about every episode of The Bedford Diaries. So, that's going to be a, a complete <laughs> delight. I could not recommend of a show more to watch, because as much as this is a piece of shit, that's a piece of, like, treasure. I mean, it really is a I mean, snapshot. you got some 20- classic WB with Milo Amelia and Penn Badgley. Oh, and, and it's all just, like, a bunch of Friends 20-somethings of talking about sex at college. It's perfect. Yeah, it was very risque. Very risque for like 2004 or whatever it was. But um, it's going to be... It's, yeah, the parents' TV schedule hated it. Yes, yeah, so it's going to be our, our our February watch, which is, I think, very appropriate for Valentine's Day. I couldn't pick an episode for Valentine's Day, so we decided to watch all of them because they're all about sex, baby. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Um, you can also find us on Twitter at The Televoid. You can email us at thetelevoid at gmail.com. You can rate, subscribe, review us on iTunes to get a drum recap of the Entourage movie. And in the meantime, thanks for wandering into the telepoint, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye! Bye! Bye! Gangsta by the toe, rearrange the numbers, yo. Early years are first to go. What are you doing? I think better when I talk it out and run.